Welcome, everyone, to the Islanders that Never Say Die podcast. I'm your host, TJ, and with me here, as always, is our NHL analyst and expert, the grumpy old man. They say there's no shame to his game because he's always the same. That's me. Grumpy. Ooh, okay. buddy. Coming to you on a Saturday evening after the Florida Panthers game. Um Islanders lose in overtime to the Florida Panthers. Uh, we're going to be covering that, what we've seen here under Patty Waugh, Patrick Waugh's head coach, what we've seen from this Islanders team. Um, we're going to discuss some of that. But before we jump in to those discussions, we do have a few housekeeping items to take care of. If you're new to the channel and uh, you happen to stumble across this amazing Islander podcast uh, and you like the content that we put out, make sure to do a few things. Make sure to subscribe on YouTube so you don't miss out on any of our future videos, right? You get a notification, a little ding, notification bell anytime we go live. So make sure you subscribe on YouTube. And also, if you like the content, leave a thumbs up. Apparently, that you know lets us know, number one, that you like the content that we're putting out. And also, it helps the algorithm. So make sure to do those two things. Make sure to subscribe and make sure to hit the like button. Um, we also do have a secondary podcast. It is an all sports podcast called TJ and the Grumpy Old Man. Now, that show, we talk anything and everything sports on it. We talk NHL, we talk NFL, we talk NBA, we talk MLB, we talk world football, we talk college athletics, we talk literally anything and everything sports on that show. It's called TJ and the Grumpy Old Man. You could find that in the link in the description below or as a featured page here on our YouTube channel. And myself, the Grumpy Old Man, and the magnificent Sun X just shooting the shit having a good time and talking sports. Again, if you go to our YouTube page, you can find it there. As you scroll down, you can see, check out our other podcast, and there you can see it, TJ and the Grumpy Old Man. So make sure to give that a little listen and look too. Um, but Grump, we're coming live here after the Islanders lost tonight in overtime to the Florida Panthers. Initial reactions after the loss, Grump. Um, I'm just thinking big picture. I mean, we didn't deserve to win today. But if you think big picture, and if you watch this game, again, another team playing three games in four nights, second half of a back-to-back, uh, second night in overtime. And on uh, the road, might I add. And Both on the road, right. They've all been on the road, all these back-to-backs. They've all been on the road. And if you can realistically say, after what we saw from this team tonight, um, that this is a team that can contend for – anything really, I think you're just deluding yourselves. I just, for me, I thought that, uh, I thought we were okay in the first period. Matter of fact, we might even carry the play. It was more 50-50 from the second period on. Florida just carried the play. They, uh, I think we had, I don't know how many, TJ, did you look up how many shots we had in the third period in overtime? I don't have it, but I can get it for you in a second. Yeah, if you could. Because, they, uh, the Islanders only had one shot in the second half of the second period was the Holmstrom goal. And I think they only had like four shots in the third period in overtime, including the goal on an absolutely splendid pass from Noah Dobson. But there were positives tonight. I thought the third line was by far the best line for the Islanders tonight, um, which was Pajot with Wallstrom and Holmstrom. That was by, I thought that was the best line. I don't even think the fourth line even played. I, I couldn't even remember seeing them. The second line has been invisible, just invisible. 
so to give you an update on the question you had asked, in the third period, we registered seven shots on goal. Overtime, we had one shot on net. Um, tonight was just, right, we talked about, hey, how do we make sure we limit shot opportunity? Go ahead, jump. Just one, and I thought Varlamov was sensational, kept us in the game. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, here's the thing. And he gave up three goals tonight. But guess what? It's not Varlamov's reason tonight, the reason why we lost. Just like when we've been losing games earlier, it hasn't been Sorokin as the reason we've been losing games. Varley's been back for two games and he's given up three goals in both of those games. Uh oh, better watch out, Varley. Guess what? The reason we're losing games is not due to goaltending. Our goaltending has been amazing this season. Our goaltending has been top notch in the NHL this year. You know, tonight, think about it. We have done a good job, I think, of limiting a few opportunities and shots on net in the prior few games. And tonight, it was, for me, a little disappointing that Florida comes to your building, to your arena, and they're on the third game in four days, and we're in a spot to where they carried action in the second and the third period, I thought. And I was like, I was expecting a little more from the Islanders, seeming that they were more rested than the Florida Panthers. I was a little upset about that. I, I'm not surprised. Florida's better than we are. Flowers one of the best teams in the NHL. Again, we don't match up with good teams. I mean, the fact that it was three games, and they these have been grinder games for Florida. I watched the, the Panthers uh, broadcast, and, I mean, they've been going through some grinds. They had, a, like, a warfare with Pittsburgh last night. Yep. And it's like, you know, I, I'm not surprised. Florida's a team that's aggressive on the forecheck, has team speed. Those are teams that give us problems. And it's funny. They mentioned something where you saw our defensemen are really split wide, which means that a guy can walk right down the center of the ice. You would think Patty Wah, being the genius of a coach that he's supposed to be, uh, would have already addressed that issue. But I guess not. That being said, with the Islanders having, you know, what, a week and a half off now, um, or a week, a little weaken a little bit more. You would expect some of those things to be ironed out. I know that they're probably not going to practice, but there's going to have to be some type of conversations with the players. I think even if they're off, how, how much, how much ironing out do you really think there can be done? I, I that's that's the one thing. I'm just right. This is this is the thing I've always. It, this is the real discussion, right? You bring in a new coach during the season, and you fire your old coach. Why do you do that? You're looking for immediate results, right? That's why you fired Lane Lambert in season and you bring in a new guy because you're looking for results. Would you agree with me on that? Sometimes it takes a little while. No, no, no. You're looking for results. Why would you fire a guy, but you know, five, four or five games before the all-star break if you were not looking for results from your team? Okay, but you realize a new guy comes in can only do so much i mean they haven't how many i mean he had a practice today you know whatever but i mean to implement new structure i think it's it's just hard to do it in season i just think it's difficult edmonton had the same edmonton had the same issue earlier in the year where it took them a while to buy into whatever their new coach is talking about they've won i think 14 games in a row now we're not winning 14 games in a row ever it's 16 16, okay 16 we're not winning 16 games in a row ever. I mean, but you remember as soon as he came in as coach, there really wasn't much change for a while. They've absolutely ramped it and picked up. But I, the way I'm looking at it, 
the way the Islanders are playing, the way their team is, the way their defense is structured, it's really not any different than when Lane was here. The one thing I think Patty Watt is seeing, hey, that third line looked good. Bam, bam, bam. You're seeing them every other shift out there. And they deserved it. I thought they played really, really well today, that third line. It was our best line. I've got I've got to interrupt you because what you're saying about Edmonton is just wrong. Okay. Edmonton under their new coach is 25 and 6. They did not have a struggle point. Edmonton well, is not they, they didn't won have, 16 they, in a row. They were nine in a row. Six. So 16 in a row. They were five and five to start. Okay. Well, that's well, that's what I'm saying. It's I wouldn't call like that struggling. Okay. Five and five was average. You said immediate was, results. Five and five is not immediate results. Five and five is 500 hockey. That's not immediate results. That means they stuck a little bit until this guy, whatever he was teaching, kicked in. So what, you giving it 10 games? 10 games I need to start seeing results by? The question I'm going to ask before you interrupt is how long before we expect to see the results on the ice? You fought, I was trying to build up. You fire a guy in season. You're bringing a new coach. You're expecting immediate results. How quickly are you expecting those results? 2027 is the next time that this team has a legitimate shot of not being anything. Not what I asked. Okay, I, I, I don't I don't know. I just think we are what we are. I don't care who the coach is. Players aren't good enough. You got Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. Well, you know what? The team's going to be a little bit better because they have players like that. We don't have anybody like that. I mean, to what me, I who look at this team. How many players on this team could even play on Edmonton uh, and be productive? Three? Grump. What I'm asking here is this. They brought in a new coach. The GM is expecting results. Maybe you aren't, and I'm not, and he all the realistic work. fans are not. Listen, please listen before you start just redeeming anyway. They're expecting results. How long before you think the fan base and how long before you think ownership and the general manager is like, oops, we're not seeing the results. We were expecting it by this time period. How quick do we need to see results? Fan base was booing tonight. The fan base was booing tonight at the end of first and second periods. So I guess zero because they're already booing. I don't, there's nothing Patty Watt can do with this team. Nothing. I don't care. The players are not good enough. You cannot implement a style. That's why I said Lane Lambert was not the issue with this team. I keep saying that and nobody wants to hear it. They want to think the magical coach button is going to fix it. The GM fires the coach to take pressure off himself. Everything on this team that's wrong with it is on the general manager. Everything. Every single thing. The coach can do nothing. I, I don't care who the coach is. Al Arbor, Scotty Bowman, whoever. Joel Quinville, it doesn't matter. These guys are not good enough. What did I see that I like today? Patty Wah. Rolled with that third line with a couple of younger guys on it and Pajot. And you know what? They produced. Maybe he's going to say, screw it. I'm going to phase out the old guys up for ice time. That's, to me, even if we don't win, that's a move in the right direction. Because the older players on this team aren't worth shit. They're just not. It's over for them. The second line has been invisible. Pierre Engvall again today takes a, a really a dumb penalty. I mean, how long before he finds his way to the bench? I mean, I'm sorry. And his thing, what can Patty Wad do? 
Look at how many guys got no move clauses, no trade clauses. It's not like you say, hey, I want to get rid of this guy. I want to get rid of this guy. He doesn't fit. They're stuck with them. That's all on the GM, all of it. I don't disagree. I agree that the team is not good enough as currently constituted. The change the coach button does not affect. I'm wondering, Grumpy, how long before you start to see I didn't know. I guess I wasn't listening close enough to the boo birds out tonight. How long before you start to see the sentiment change and the tides change where they say, uh-oh, it wasn't on lane. Uh-oh, it was actually on that general manager, Lou Lamarillo. No one's going to say the general manager. No one is. No Because one. they believe in him. But the Lamanites believe in him. It doesn't matter if what he does. Do not, if we don't see a new coach bounce and we don't start seeing results, you think that people are just going to blindly say, well, even though we're still losing games, we're not going to blame the brand new, brand new head coach. Who are we blaming? Uh, they blame the coach. They blame the players by proxy. That's blaming the general manager. They, how many people are saying Lamarillo has to go besides us on this show? How many? He's got a whole loyal fan base of freaking Lamanites. They earn that name. They think he can do nothing wrong. It, they're growing. They're growing. Well, you know what? End of the year, maybe steps down and Patty Wah moves up. That, that's my hope. That is my hope. You know, you can roll your eyes all you want. Can we bring it back? Can we bring it no, back? That, to- that is, you, you asked me a question. You keep on saying, when can we expect the team to get the bump? I don't think we're getting a bump. I not not when they get the bump. I want to know when you start to see the sentiment of the fan base. You already saw it. You saw it tonight. You saw it tonight. It's already here. I told you already. It's already here. You think the fan base is already ready to to, to hang up somebody by, by they're booing already? The pitchforks and to burn the building down again already. You think they're, they're at that point? already? They're booing already. They're booed at the end of the first and at the end of the second period. They booed them. Absolutely, they did. So they're already fed up. And again. Florida is a good team, without a doubt. Three straight games. Was it three straight games now? We played teams on the back end of a back-to-back and three out of four. Three straight games. Three three out of our last four opponents. Montreal, they did not play three and four, but we played Vegas, who played three and Montreal four. Montreal was a back-to-back, though. Okay, Montreal well, was a back-to-back. Montreal didn't play three games in four days. You said but They were back-to-back back also, right? No, they were not. Okay. I'm just telling you, you we played three different teams in the last three of our last four opponents had played three on the on the tail end of playing three games in four nights. The Canadians did not. I'll pull up what their schedule looked like, but they did not play the back to back rump. They played the Islanders on uh they played the Islanders on Thursday and they played the Senators before on Tuesday. So again, not the Canadians, as I mentioned, but they played the Islanders have played three the last three, three of their last four opponents they've played three games in four days and the Islanders were playing them on their third game in four days. That was the Vegas golden Knights, the Florida Panthers and the Dallas stars. All right, let's throw out the Montreal game. Montreal is not making playoffs. Those three teams are making playoffs. Yes. And we couldn't beat them after they played three on four home games, home games. We did end up with a one, one and one record though. Home games. That's correct. Home games. Yeah. If you're just playing every other night, we we get swept by all those teams. We're just not good enough. Today we were lucky. We were a, a great Noah Dobson pass to Kyle Palmieri for a fantastic one timer to get the, the loser point. That that's it. I mean, I can't I can't tell you when ownership is going to have enough. The GM knows. Believe me, he knows. When you have three new coaches in what two and a half years now. 
or is it, is it two and a half years or just a year and a half? Whatever it is, two and a half. Okay, no, he's had three coaches. He's had three coaches in in two years. Three coaches in two years. He knows. He knows. Just blow it up. But what does he do? He keeps on doubling down. He should have been fired two years ago. He should have been fired last year. We've talked about it on this show. They just, oh, we believe in this core. We believe in this core. What do you believe? What's there to believe in? I'm sorry. I can't. I, 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 I'm not a Lamanite. I'm not one of them. I'm not going to lie to you. People come to this show for the truth. The truth. I only speak the truth here. I'm not here to make you feel good. I'm going to give you the truth. Silver linings. What's the silver lining? Maybe the old man's out and Patty Watt takes over as GM. That's it. That's the only thing that can make this team better in the immediate in the immediate future. You need to have a fresh set of eyes, which Patty Watt is, to come in to run the show to get rid of the cul-de-sac crew. Because as long as he's there and control of the roster, nothing will change and it'll just get worse. That's it. Those are facts. I'm going to get back, I guess, to, to, to what I but did. Here's, there is good news. I want to say good news. Oh, Phil, wow. Phil will absolutely be off Twitter by the end of the season. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Book it. Get your tweets in now, Phil. It's over. So the Islanders not making postseason. Absolutely. That right I now. never thought they were making a postseason. Never. Never. Never freaking ever. I don't know how the general manager keeps his job if they don't make the postseason, where if you make the postseason once out of the last three years, and you know one of those years was Stanley Cup or bust. I don't know how you keep a job. Uh, you know, I don't know. I, it's it's interesting. Um, I, I I think you've got to give Patrick Waugh time. I think that, right, I'm not trying to rush to it, but I'm just saying – I will be curious. will be curious as to when the sentiment from the fan base, because that's who we're talking to. They're Gumby. already booing. They're already booing. They're you're already not, booing. You're letting me listen. You're not even let me finish. Dude, how many times are you going to ask the same question? I already. I'm not asking the same fucking question. Do you want to oh, go monologue God. some more? Jesus Christ! Now sit there and watch the TV. Come on. You're ridiculous. You're ridiculous. Here's the thing. I'm wondering when they're going to say, "Yeah, it wasn't the coach. It was the players. It wasn't the coach. It was the players." Fans aren't going to admit that. Why would they admit that? Fans aren't going to admit that. Fans admit that they're wrong. What are you crazy? Have, have, how long have you been doing this show? Since when does it, when does a fan are ever you admit fucking that they're wrong? paying attention? When do fans admit that they're attention? wrong? They do. Fans never admit they're wrong. They do. Fans never admit they're wrong. They do. They're they wrong. don't. They, they don't. do. They do. Grumpy. Even head laminites admit when they're wrong. No, they Phil's don't. Facts. Stop listening. Stop and listen for a second. Phil's facts. Just after Pierre Engvall had a miserable turnover to lose the Islanders the game in regulation, stated that his favorite boy, the buzzsaw that was the second line, a fantastic signing that we had to have, great trade by Lou Lamarillo, Pierre Engvall needs to be benched. Is that not changing his mind, Grumpy? No. No, no. okay, the guy that he Absolutely was, not. was adamant. That it's, doesn't change his mind. No, I'm, Absolutely I'm, not, I'm, because you know what? If, if Pierre Engvall scores two goals, he'll be right back on that horse again. And it's one thing to say you're wrong about a player, but about direction of the team. Have you heard any of the Lamanites say that the direction of the team is incorrect? Any of them? They're not. It's so obvious that it's over with this group. If you don't see it, you're a fucking moron. I'll, I'll just put it like that. And here's the thing. The, fa the They don't care about the fan base. Do you think ownership cares about the fan base? As long as they got those season tickets, that's all they care about. If the fan base is not coming to games, 
Yeah, they care about that. Well, they'll show up because the team will be scuffling around eighth, ninth, tenth place in the conference. That's all they want. Just keep us in the hunt so that people keep showing up. Uh, think about it. Saturday night game. There are quite a bit of empty seats in the stands again. Our tennis this year has been woeful at best. I don't know. I think the paying customer, when they don't show up, that speaks to ownership because they're there to make a profit. So I, th I do think that matters. That's why I'm asking. Want, what do you think? When do you think? When you think that changes for 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 the fans? I, I I don't think the fans ever change their minds totally. They just don't. They don't. I have positivity and optimism that they can change their mind. You guys don't. Absolutely. I think not. people can. I think people put up, put up a comment conversations. I think people with rational conversations can prove. I want you to pull up a comment at 10:52 from Thomas Weimer. Pull that, pull that comment up because I want to go off on this fucking asshole. Pull it up. Oh, my God. Grumpy. <laughs> pull it up. This guy's uh -oh. the biggest fucking loot. Pull it up. I don't know. 1052. Here you go. 1052. There we go. No hate. Love the, love the fellow Islander fans, but these guys are a joke. The Islanders pre-lure a circus. Anyone 30 or younger has no clue. Here's the thing. This fucking dipshit knows nothing about the sport. You're thinking, oh, well, guess what? Lou got us to where? nowhere because you know what he's living in the i told you he's the fan that i've been talking about he's used to the team being such a loser that just being a 500 team is great to him you know what root for another team bro if you think that rooting for the islanders to be mediocre is what we should do i don't want you as an islander fan you, you know something here's the thing i want stanley cups i was there for stanley cup championships this team is a joke you say we're a joke? This team is a joke. We play backup goalies every night. You want to know why? They don't need to start their regulars against us. We can't keep up with team speed. Randy Moeller today, the first penalty that the Islanders drew, he says, I fell out of bed harder than that guy went down today. How many Islanders are going to flop in the zone to try to draw penalties? We grab sticks and we fall down. That's an Islander specialty, right? That's what we like to do. You want to know what teams that do that? Teams that are not good enough to beat good teams, period, period. Thomas, I hate to, I hate to, uh, I hate to single you out, but you call me a joke. Fuck you, I'm going at you. I'll just put it to you that way. Okay, I'm fired up. I will say this, at least about it's. it's tell me what. Tell me which. Fallacy, I want to ask. Tell me which teams uh, in the Eastern Conference we're going to beat out. That's a question I'd have for him. Thomas, the fallacy that you're believing is because we've had poor management and poor ownership and poor general manager selections in the past, that that's the only thing that's the possible future for the Islanders. It's not. Us continuing to hold on to Lou Lamarillo is exactly that. Lou Lamarillo served his purpose to bring back respectability to the Islanders' name. The longer he's here, the further and further you will see the Islanders sink into a freaking hole that is going to take years to get back to mediocrity and then maybe to a real Stanley Cup contender because of all what Lou Lamarillo did. And guess what? Once he leaves, it won't be the next general manager's fault mm -hmm. as to why we struggle. It's going to be Lou's fault. It's because we haven't had a first-round pick in four years in a row. It's because he trades away any sort of prospect that has any sort of value because he needs to double down on the team to make a Stanley Cup run and get bounced in six games in the first round of the playoffs of the Carolina Hurricanes. That's why. You know, just because we've struggled before in the past, 
doesn't mean that we're going to struggle consistently or we're going to miss on every single general manager or head, head coaching hire in the future with a legitimate ownership group. We have 10 players on this team who have some type of trade protection. 10 players on this team. Modified no trade clauses, full no trade clauses, no move no clauses, clauses. Modified no move clauses. Yep. 10 guys. Uh, it'll be 11 next year when Sorokin's kicks in. 11 guys out of how many guys we put on the ice tonight? 21. Over half our team, it's almost impossible to move. That's on the GM. You want to know what? Maybe we were a circus before, but at least we were entertaining. Now we're just, you know what? This is what the devils were like at the end of his tenure. This is exactly what the devils were like. Talk to devils fans and tell them, see what they think about his last number of years. How many years was he in Toronto? It was a year and a half, and they said, Kick that old man upstairs. He's fucking up the whole show. They kicked him upstairs. He had nothing to do with Toronto. Is Toronto a model franchise? No, they're not. But you know what he you know what he wasn't allowed to do? Lock everybody up to not lock up 30 and 40 year olds to long-term deals with no trade clauses. It's not even like the guys that he signed are great. I again, my motto is if a guy's 30 years old, you let him walk. Give him two, three-year deals. That's it. Forget no trade, no move. If he wants to go somewhere else, see you later. But he's going to be held responsible for performance in another organization. Not here, but another organization. We lost today, and we deserve to lose that a against a team that was running on fumes, absolute fumes. And they dominated us the second half of the game. Dominated us. Absolutely dominated us. I was getting ready to give a speech how Florida has learned how to handle a lead. They learned how, like Tampa had to learn how to handle a lead. And then Noah Dobson, just with some individual brilliance on that pass, gets the goal for them. But what do they do? They come out and just dominate in overtime and get the um, honestly get the goal that they deserve. Varlamov was tremendous tonight. He was spectacular, kept us in the game. Our defensive structure is bad. It was bad. It's bad every night. Can Patty Watt fix that? I don't think so. Mike Riley was starting today with Sebastian Ajo as his partner. Boy, that's a great defense pairing. A lot of defense was played there. <laughs> Terrible. Terrible. I, I'll, I'll tell you this here too. The effort level we've seen from the Islanders, I think has been better. But as I've mentioned on our show on Wednesday or our show on Wednesday as well, all of these guys are trying to make the best first impressions they can. All of these players have a brand new coach who controls their minutes, who controls the who controls the lineups, who controls the ice time. You're going to see the best effort from the New York Islanders right now. But we're just not good enough. Exactly. Just... Here's the thing: we see the best, and tonight, what happens? We muster 20 shots on net, concede about 30 something shots, get hemmed in our own zone. Third, we we conceded 36 shots. 36 shots. Wow. Again, wow, this is a team playing three games in four days on their third game on the road. And they had six shots after the first period. Six, think about that. Six, maybe and seven. You're supposed to be a little bit more tired in the second and the third period. Hey, they were able to kick it in the drive and dominate us. They dominated the second period. Then they got that goal, uh, you know, however much time, like maybe a little bit more than like seven minutes into the third. And then they were just playing defense. Yep. Like Tampa used to do. And I was like, man, look at them. They learned how to play defense. Two years ago, Florida couldn't play defense. They score a shitload of goals, but they couldn't play any defense at all. 
under Brunette. Just none. You know, that was the uh, – they lost Quinville and brought in Brunette. I mean, they lose those games. I did want to bring this they, up. Okay. They had – their record this year is 20-0-4 when they score first. That's pretty good. Yep, Hunter says here. Uh, Andrew Gross said today was the most intense practice he's seen as an NHL analyst, and then they came out half asleep tonight. How many times do we see that from this group? There's, it, it's here's the thing. What can Patrick Watt do that can get the guys who are on six, seven year contracts to produce? They're going to be here longer than he is. They have you can't move them. They can pick and choose if they want. They're just comfortable here. They like it here. They like playing on Long Island. They like playing in the beer league. They like living in the same cul-de-sac. They're all buddies. They're all friends. They're great guys. No denying that. But you know what? You're here to win hockey games. That's why you can't give out no trade clauses or no move clauses. It's just stupid. It hand it handcuffs you. That's all it does. Tell me, this is the worst case scenario. John Smith says here, I would anticipate Lou works the phones during this break. Could you imagine during the trade deadline or during the all-star break, just like last year, we make another trade and give up more future assets to double down on this team's potential window? I hate doing these shows right after a loss because I'm just so angry. It's just like, I mean, I just see it. I've seen Grumpy, it. Think about this. Grumpy's ass before we get on the show is like, you've got to be more positive. We need you to be more. I'm like, what the fuck is there to be positive about right now, Grump? I'm so, as a fan, what is there to be positive about right now, Grumpy? Seriously, season, season's besides, almost over. Season's besides, almost over. Besides, <laughs> the season's almost over. Besides the great play from young players like your Noah Dobson's taking a quantum leap step forward. Besides, I think the maturation of Matt Barzal. I mean, he looks everything of a leader if I've ever seen one. And Bo Horvat working completely perfectly in tandem with Matt Barzal. There's not really a lot to be excited about for this year. You know what? Today, right? They had the most intense pressure ever. How many guys? Practice, how practice. many guys came out to play tonight? No one. Dobson, Barzell, Holmstrom, Wallstrom, Pajot, Varlamov. Varlamov's a little bit older. What does every what do every one of those other guys have? They're all younger players. All those other guys left their game on the practice ice. Anders Lee was invisible today. Just invisible. The second line, I honestly, I I saw Nelson a couple times. They tried to uh, Holmstrom tried to spring him in overtime. You know that big stretch pass. The only way we score in overtime. Hope another team falls asleep after dominating us in the in their in our defensive zone. And hopefully we get a breakaway. The the I don't even, did the fourth line even play tonight? I don't know. I saw Clutterbuck a couple. The third times. line looked okay. I thought the third line was the best line. That's not saying much when you get twenty shots on goal in a game, and eight of them come in like the last five minutes in an overtime. We're seven and one. I mean, uh, one shot in the second period after the ten minute mark. It was the goal by Holmstrom, but one shot, and believe me, the, it wasn't even that close. We would dominate. I I knew Florida would win today. They're better than we are. Good did team to really, beat us. Did you really think that they were going to win even though they're playing? They yeah. just played in yeah. overtime the night before against Pittsburgh. You thought they were going to beat us today on home ice on alumni night? Fuck, think about this. Hardest practice. 
Andrew Gross has ever seen as a hockey analyst and a commentator. Alumni night, Josh Bailey, a whole bunch of your old pals are in the room, a whole bunch of NHL, a whole bunch of Islander greats, a whole bunch of guys who've made a huge impact on this franchise for years come there. You get a little extra up on that, and you come out there and you play that fucking way tonight. I was shocked by that. Well, maybe by the time, you know, that we really were shit in the bed, those guys that had a little liquid lubricant, maybe they don't remember the rest of the game, so it didn't embarrass them too much. <laughs> I, oh, it's always nice to see, you know, Trottier, Turgeon, uh, LaFontaine, and Potvin here, though. Absolutely. Think about this. As a player, that's the best effort you put out there in front of Hall of Fame and Islanders. They don't care. Fans. They don't care. Take some fucking respect in what you do in your craft and in your fucking profession. They're just not good right. enough. They're just not good enough. They're that's not talented enough. You can't. Here's the thing. They're just not good enough. If they have to come back and play defense, that means they can't play any offense. That's why Lane was having guys fly the zone, trying to get some offensive opportunities. That was it in a nutshell. I mean, you don't want to do that. Well, you're not going to be scoring much. You might cut down on some goals, but you're not going to be scoring any. We're minus 23 in goal difference right now. Minus 23. Teams that are minus 23 do not make the playoffs. Sorry. Pittsburgh, one point behind. Devils, one point behind. Um, and Pittsburgh has how many games in hand? I think three. Three games in hand, one point behind. The Devils, two games in hand, one point behind. Even shitty Washington is one point behind with two games in hand. I mean, the Red Wings, are right now, we are five points out of a playoff spot. The only shot the Islanders have of making the playoffs, the only shot, I mean the only shot, is if they get top three in the Metro we're, Division. We're three points out of the playoff spot, by the way, three. We're not. You're wrong. Well, Detroit won tonight. Detroit won tonight. That so is with their win. That's with their win included, my friend. They've got 55 points. They're, on five, the point, they're five points ahead. They're five points ahead with the with, uh, same amount of games, five points ahead. Um, I'm, I, I'm okay. Gonna, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My hadn't refreshed. Okay, got you. You're five. You're right. Five points ahead. My mistake. I mean, the Penguins will pass us. Absolutely, no doubt in my mind. Penguins will pass. The Devils will pass us. The only caveat, maybe this thing with the 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 you know the Canadian thing. They lost two guys. Maybe that has a negative effect. I think it's absolutely affected the Flyers, who are in free fall right now. They've lost their last five games. I'm sure I hate everyone knows I despise the Flyers. Um, their their break can't come soon enough. I'm just gonna say. Tortorella is gonna have a job to do to keep them relevant in the second half. Well, here's the thing. Even look at the the, the Washington Capitals. They've lost four games in a row. They're they, one point behind us. They suck. We've lost three games in a row. Yeah. Uh, two, six, and two. I don't know what to say. Lane's record was just as good as Patty was. It was never the coach. I keep, I kept telling, I keep telling everyone, it's not the coach. You can fire the coach if you want. It's not the coach. The only thing that I look positive with uh, the hiring of Patty Wah is he has had GM experience before in the juniors. That's it. That's it. That is it. If you go back into next season with Lamarillo as the as the GM and Patty Wah 
as the head coach, just expect more of the same. Whoever comes in as the next GM is going to have a job to do just to unload these some of these contracts. The, the next GM is going to fail. I like and that, and really seriously, when you think about that too, when things get that bad, what self-respecting general manager would say, "Sign me up for that dumpster fire." A guy who's been out of the league for six or seven years or eight years. Those are the type of guys that you get. That's what happens. When if anybody looks at this franchise, hmm, no one in the mine. Uh, who do we got in the miners coming up? No one. Well, I'm sure we got a bunch of expiring contracts. No, we signed them all a big long extensions in their mid 30s because that's a smart thing to do. We, you know, we believe in this with this group. How many years we hear that from him? What does this team ever want? I ask the question at least once a month. How many? What does this team want? Have they won a division championship? Nope. Have they won a conference championship? Have they won the Stanley Cup? Nope. They haven't won, never won anything. They won a couple of playoff rounds. And they got beat by a better team. That's it. That's it. And people think that's great. Oh, that's fantastic. Oh, we were one goal away from winning a Stanley Cup. If we could have beat Tampa, you'd never beating Tampa. One nothing. Tampa scored one goal. I said, they can't score on us. We'll just, you know, we'll just play our game. Tampa's just that good. We're not that good. We were never that good. We had a chance to beat Tampa. After the first loss to Tampa, what should he have done? He should have made the changes to make the team better. Yeah, okay, we see what we need to do to beat a team like Tampa. What did he do? Nothing. We lose to them again in seven. What does he do in the offseason? Nothing. If you're not trying to upgrade your team, you're just going backwards. And that's what that's what's happened with this team. Just has. Oh, just facts. Just spitting facts here. Now, something I also want to—you're—you're you're not wrong. We're not good enough. I think the only people who are entrenched in that viewpoint are the people who don't want to admit that there may be incorrect thought processes that they've—they've they've, that they've built their their idea behind this franchise on and behind this current team and iteration on. Um, I, I will say this: another thing that, at least on social media. Um, has had made Islander fans very upset before tonight's game. Zach Parise, remember how many people on this show would ask us all the time, oh, well, things are going to be different once we get Zach Parise. Zach Parise is going to be a huge get when he comes back to the Islanders. We're going to sign Zach Parise. I know you are not entertained by the Zach Parise talk. You never have been. But mm. the people, but the fans absolutely were heartbroken, upset. The amount of fans who were, who were crying, bitching, and moaning about Zach Parise not signing back and saying, well, he told us that the New York Islanders in New York would be the only team he'd ever play for again, and he didn't choose us. What the hell? The amount of people who were upset, Matt Barzal made some comments as well. It's just like this fuck, I, mind blown. He's a bottom six guy, a 39, what, what is he, 39 38, years old? 38, maybe 39, whatever. 38-year-old bottom six forward. Oh, no, we couldn't get our bottom six 38-year-old forward back. Where does he play? Where does he play? Exactly. Where does he play? Maybe we, maybe we could get Engvall off. We could put him in, in for Engvall. I'd be fine with that. When I think he he's moves, a better player than Engvall. When he moves up in the lineup, he gets exposed. Because he's not the same player he used to be 10 years ago. Just isn't. Gets exposed. We've seen that. 
They tried to put him on the first line with Barzell. It doesn't do anything because he gets exposed going against good defense teams. He's a third line guy. On a on a on a good team, he's a fourth line guy. Or maybe third liner. He's gonna give you solid effort. He's gonna, I mean, but in essence, Holmstrom has replaced him, right? The new hero of the Lamanites, Holmstrom. Well, what's the difference? I'd rather have Holmstrom than uh Parise. Is Parise a better player than Holmstrom right now? Yeah, but there's no future with Parise. What do you get? Another year out of him? What I again I even said when people said, oh, he was thinking about comeback, I said, he's not coming back to the Islanders. He's going to go to a contender. When I saw this quote, I'm worried a little bit for Matt Barzal. Now, he said regarding Zach Parise signing with Colorado, he said, I'm sure if we had won eight of those games that we probably could have this year, we'd be 15 to 16 points better, maybe even 10 points even ahead of where we are today. Um, and I'm sure he'd be in a blue and orange, man. You know what? You, you lost those it? games for a reason. There's a reason you lose those games and you did them consistently all year long. It's not like, oh man, eh, just things. Hey, if we just would have closed out a game or two more, it would have been different. Well, no, it's because it's an actual issue that hasn't been addressed and needs to still be addressed on this team. We find ways to lose games. Think about it. We clawed all the way back in Thursday's game just to proceed to lose in the dying minutes of the game. Remember that? That used to always only be a Lane Lambert thing. Think about how many times Lane Lambert found a way to lose in the third period. Patrick Waugh's done that already, too. Hmm. I'm noticing the coach is different, but we're still seeing those similar type of heartbreaking results. I wonder why. It's the players. Again, it's, it's the players. Yes. I mean, maybe what Islander fans, instead of crying that Zach Parise didn't sign back here, maybe they should look at the reason why he didn't sign back here. He looked at it. Hmm. Call it. What's the one thing that Zach Parise's never done? He's never won oh anything. God. He's never won anything either. Okay. So what does he want to do? He wants a win before he retires, if he can. He looks at other teams and he looks at the Islanders. Mm-mm. He lives on Long Island. He'd like to. He'd like to be on Long Island. But you know what? I'm not winning with this team. Maybe that's how the fans should look at it. Guess what? That team isn't good enough. If I'm going to come back and dedicate the second half of the season, I'm going to go to a team that has a legitimate shot to win a Stanley Cup. I'm not going to the Islanders. I don't want to play. You know, how many games do we have left this year? 33. Yeah. I just don't want to play 33 games and then go home. I want to have a chance to compete for a Stanley Cup. And he knows, he knows, just like if, if you're being logical, you should know. If you look at things rationally, you should know this team just isn't good enough. And it's not going to be good enough. I don't care who's available at the deadline. We don't have the ammunition to get anyone who can make a difference for this team. Who are you going to move? Who are your most valuable pieces? Brock Nelson, right? Noah Dobson. No, well, yeah, yeah. You talk about your most valuable piece, who is not tied to a long-term contract. That's your most valuable piece, and he is the best defenseman on this team. He'll be a Norris finalist and a Norris candidate this season as well. He'll be close. I know the final three. I mean, you got to feel good. McCarr is going to be up there. The uh, Hughes kid, uh, Quinn Hughes, and Dobson. I I just That's think Dobson's been great, particularly on this team. 
because That's he has to play defense on this team. Those guys really don't play a whole – Quinn Hughes doesn't play any defense. No. None. None. He's he's a better offensive player than Dobson, but if you ask me in a tight situation, am I putting tiny little Quinn Hughes out there in a defense situation? The answer is no. Much rather have Dobson. Dobson made about two or three just plays that he is so smooth. Just things that – and it, they're just subtle little moves that he makes out there to avoid hits, to – turn the puck around from one direction to the other. Just he did a spin move at the blue line. I'm like, my God, this kid just gets better every day. Going to have to pay him. He's going to have to get paid. He's a guy who should get paid. To me, there's only four or five guys on this whole team I'd keep. Everybody else is up for grabs. Everybody else. Everybody. And you have to suck for a while. I'm fine with that. Should have done it when the old man came in to start. Like I said, when he came in, nope, didn't want to listen to me. So we got a couple of years where the team was a better than average team. And now we're back to just about where we were at the end of the Capuano Wade era. Just maybe making the playoffs, maybe not. That's where we are, right back to where you start. Disappointing. Apt disappointing. Now, I do want to go ahead and put this up here to at least showcase the pass by Noah Dobson. He's been spectacular. He, by the way, leads our team, I think you were telling me earlier, Grumpy, in points this season. Yep. Noah Dobson leads the team in points. 52 points in 49 games. Wow. Those guys get paid. Those guys get paid. Some would say even $10 million, perhaps. Some not people maybe. maybe said that last year because he's, he he's, not getting, he's never going to be the highest paid guy on the team. It's not happening. Okay. All right. Well, um, now this is uh, th- we pulled the goalie, right? Another six on five goal we get here. But man, oh man, look at this by Noah Dobson. Absolutely spectacular here. Right? Pinches a little bit. Or, well, yeah, maybe it's the Matty B. And boom, okay, I'm taking off. Here you go. Make that pass head up right away. He's already seen Palmieri. What a pass. It goes through two Florida, two Florida players, 42 and whoever this is back here. It's tough. I'm going to say three because he had to beat a guy coming at him, too. Well, that's one word I mean. The guy coming at him, I put it the guy tied up with Andrews Lee in front of the net, didn't have a chance. Okay. But think about it. He threads the needle right on the stick here. For Kyle Palmieri and the goalie Stolzar is well out of the well outside the net and just bam, yeah, fantastic job by Noah Dobson. Right and a fan, beautiful one timer by Palmieri. Absolutely, yes. you know what? That's just a good hockey play. Yes. That's just a good hockey play. And his instincts are so good. They, they were gushing about him on the Florida uh, broadcast tonight. Just could gushing. not stop saying about how great a, how great the vision in here is, how great the anticipation is here, how fantastic, how crisp the pass is right on the stick as he threads it through two Florida defensemen, and how fantastic it was. They just said awe dropping or mouth dropping. It's just fantastic move by Noah Dobson. Right? Yeah. You talk about your positives. Those are one of your positives for the season. There haven't been a lot so far, but that's definitely one of them. Is Noah Dobson? He made just in the defensive zone. He, he's just so smooth back for a big guy, man. He's really smooth. He's uh, like I said, I, I loved it the night he drafted. That's the guy I wanted. You remember on draft night, we did, we did the show and I'm like, that's the guy I want. 
no adoption is the guy I want. All season, I'm like, no adoption, no adoption, no adoption. Brian New York says here, positive comments from Waugh about Wallstrom, by the way. Well, yeah, he got his he first really well Maybe, and right? What were we talking about? What what could Patty Waugh bring? Maybe he's going to give Wallstrom a chance. I think he earned a more shot. You know what? It's That's why it's nice to have somebody outside the organization with fresh eyes looking at the players. It's important. Instead of the nepotism thing, or just keep it all in house that Lou likes to do. You have to go outside, get a fresh perspective on the roster. Lou's going to be disappointed at the end of your meetings. And when he talks to Patty Wah, if he's still here. Oh, Thomas. He told us, he told retire, Grump. Uh, I'm already retired. I'm just enjoying myself now. Yeah. Yeah. I was about to say. Yeah, it's, and you I, know what? Here's the thing. I don't want to bag on Thomas Weimer, but no. I'm going to tell you, if you start calling me freaking names, I'm going after you. <laughs> just happening. So. Uh, yeah. I, you know, here's the thing. It's all fun jest. And here's the thing. No. I'm right. The thing is, I'm right. I'm right. Yeah. It, it's, it's not like I'm wrong. I'm not delusional. I'm right. I do I'm think. Always that- right. I'm always right. Always. I think now is a good time to go ahead and get into our ad read and then get through some comments here. Um, Today's podcast is brought to you by DraftKings, ladies and gentlemen. You've heard us talk about DraftKings before, right? Um, We know hockey games move fast, but with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you can score faster than anything happening on the ice. This week, new customers can can bet $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. You've heard us talk about it before. You can add same game parlays up. You can pretty much put money in the bank that no adoption is going to at least get an assist or a point every night. You can put money in the bank that, hey, the Islanders are going to be conceding at least 30 shots against at this point. You can add a whole bunch of these bets and wagers and use it as a same game parlay to increase your payout. It's a lot of fun there. If you like gambling, if you like sports betting, just make sure to check out DraftKings. And as we've mentioned before, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now with the promo code THPN. New customers can bet just $5 on the NHL and get $200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code THPN. The crown is yours. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or or text HOPE-NY. And Connecticut help is available if you have a gambling problem if you call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of the Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. Um, you must be 21 years or older, but but age varies by jurisdiction. It's void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gambling resources. Wow, you did that pretty fast. It must have been the same ad for a while. We have been reading the same ad for a while, Grumpy. I can tell Absolutely. You Once you read it like 15, 20 times. It's almost like it's a play. It's like an act. I know yes. it already. Um, you want to know something that we haven't talked about yet, but I think it, it it almost goes without saying. The crummiest thing about the struggles of the Islanders here recently is that all of the teams around us that are in the sucks the suck zone, as you as you so endearingly termed it last year, have all been losing too. But the thing is, the Islanders have been losing as well. So the Islanders, despite every team giving the Islanders an opportunity to further cement themselves into a position, they just haven't taken the opportunity. Nope. 
but they all are within one point of us and have games in hand. Yeah, I'd rather have the points, but when you have games in hand, I, I just think Pittsburgh is absolutely going to make playoffs. Again, I look at goal differential. It's the biggest determiner of who makes the playoffs and who doesn't. Uh, Philadelphia is a minus one. I, I think they're done. Uh, Carolina, Carolina's going to win division, no doubt in my mind. Um, you're going to see the four, the usual four teams at least out of the Atlantic: Boston, Florida, Tampa, and Toronto. Those, they're all those teams are making the playoffs. Rangers, Carolina, absolutely. And then it's like, okay, so for one other team is because Flyers will not make it. Penguins, Devils, Islanders, Red Wings. You know, I'm those sorry. teams are going to make the playoffs. I'm looking at it. <sighs> Fuck. The Lamanites are still spinning the struggles of the Islanders as positive. That's, that's like I said, I find it they never hard they, to fathom. They, no one, you know what? Here's the thing if you're a fan, you never admit that you're wrong. Just don't. You just spin it in some other direction. It doesn't matter. Like I said, that's why I made that bet with Phil. It's real. It's real black and white. Make the playoffs. You can continue to tweet your ridiculousness. Lose, you're done. Done for a year. Like and this is this is how you can this is how you can manipulate short term statistics to fit narrative. I love Phil, but this is just it's this is this right here is the antithesis, or this this right here is just what a laminite is, grumpy old man. Well, he says fifty eight percent. Expected goal share at five on five in the first four games for Patrick Waugh. That was good for fourth. That was good enough for fourth best in the league this past week. Their PDO, whatever the hell that is, was 0.977. Um, there to come out of the break playing like this and to get the penalty kill stuff ironed out, they'll be fine. Well, what we don't mention here is again, out of those four games, Three of those four opponents had played three games in four days and were on the back end of a back-to-back -back scenario. We won't include that. Maybe that could manipulate in a short sample size. But I saw this, Grumpy, and I was like, oh, Grumpy, you talk about manipulating the stats and manipulating the statistics, and, and here it is, Grumpy. Phil's at work once again, Grumpy, for you. Yeah, I just sent you something in the private chat. I told, I'm going to tell you what PDO stands for. I'm not going to say it because... <laughs> <laughs> it's probably inappropriate. Yeah. Yeah. Let's not say that. Jesus Christ. But am I right? Am I right? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, sorry. I want to say it's so bad, too. <laughs> let's not. Jesus Christ. Oh, <laughs> goodness. Um, uh, Phil anyway. put out a tweet earlier. <laughs> Phil put out a tweet this week. And like Jeez. I said, sometimes some Phil's tweets pop up. <laughs> they pop up even for grumpy i don't oh, the tj and the grumpy old man because uh, grumpy grumpy has a tj and the grumpy old man twitter page on his on his phone so he gets updates through tj and the grumpy old man and somehow phil shit gets mixed in with that one don't ask me how so i read it and somebody you know after we lost it and or something happened and then somebody responded pretty soon he's going to tell us that over a three-game sample some guy was on 5v5 for the rangers 
is the worst player in the league. I mean, it was hilarious because that's what Phil does. He'll he'll spout some. How about how long did it take him? What time is it now? It took him like an hour and a half to try to to gather something together to make a positive out of it. He wouldn't come on the show for a month because he could not spin anything in a positive way. It wasn't until they signed Patty Wah that he agreed to come on the show because he's a coward. He's a chicken. He's I a do bummer. like this one. At this date last year, the Islanders had the same exact amount of points through 50 games, six points back of Pittsburgh for the final um, for the final wild card spot. The Penguins also had two games in hand. It's obviously going to require getting on a run here, but this hill this year isn't nearly as steep. Did you see this? Yeah. To, oh my God. Look, look where Florida was. Well, Florida. We had twenty. We won twenty-three games. We had won twenty-three games at the time. We've only won twenty games this year. We got all the games. We got the loser points. Right now, we're twenty and twenty-nine. That's our record. Twenty and twenty-nine. Twenty and twenty-nine. Twenty wins, twenty-nine losses. That's a lot. That's we should celebrate over that. Who doesn't love losing twenty-nine fucking times in in fifty games almost? Forty-nine games. Forty-nine games. Oh man, my oh, man. I tell you. I tell you. It's not good. I, I I mean, here's the thing. I've been saying it for years. Start <laughs> start the steady turnover of the team. Just start it. Look just at this guy. Isles Mets Jets fan. You're just a joke. Just a miserable, miserable person. Come okay. at me. There okay. you. <laughs> Isles Mets Jets fan. That's all I need to say. That's a that's a try. That's the trio of losers right there. Thank you very much. Dude, oh. I understand. I understand the catch. He said, nice catch, but you're calling up. This a joke. Christ. Uh, well, uh, man, you know, as an Islanders Mets and Jets fan, you've Only never seen this failure. You, he, this, this fan has never seen a professional championship in his entire life. No, never. Now I've never seen him. I've never seen a Mets Mets, a Mets pennant. Not a once, not old enough. Well, no, they, never they, they won a national league pennant in 2015, then got beat by Kansas. No, Kansas I'm Kansas sorry. I've never seen us win a World Series. Let me rephrase oh, yeah, that. We, that did, we did. We did win. We did win that. Yeah, we did win the NL, NLCS. The Yankees and Yankees in 2000, 2001. 2001, I think. 2000, I believe. Was it 2000? Yeah, the Subway Series. I fucking sucked. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this fan right here, the Islanders haven't won in how many? Almost 50, almost 40 years. I'm sorry. 40 years since 40 they've years. won the last cup. 40 the years. Jets. What's the last time the Jets won a Super Bowl? 1969. This well, actually, it was a 1968 why. season. I was alive for that. <laughs> this is the reason why, though, the fan base is okay with just being shitty Ooh. loser. Because every fucking team that they root for are all miserable, so loser. they expect that. But you know what? Look at other fan bases. Look at other teams. Look at other franchises and say, wow, hold on. Like the Golden State War, they, they expected their team to win. What? They expected their team to win the NBA Finals? What? Wow, hold on a second. Teams like the Chiefs expect their team to win a Super Bowl. Teams like the Colorado Avalanche expect their team to win a Stanley Cup. What is this? Yeah, well, because that's the expectation in sports. Your team wins. This guy's couch is a freaking beanbag. <laughs> All righty. Let's, let's start looking through some comments here. Dallas McDonald, he says, what a pass by Dobson. His vision is off the charts. Palmieri's aim needs some refocusing, but the result worked. Another tough loss, though. Yep. We didn't deserve to win. Uh, Varlamov was tremendous. Dobson was great. Barzell was good. The third line was good. Other than that, 
We were bad. We're bad. Goon Goon Grump. I hereby award the Islanders the most mediocre NHL team thus far of 2023-24. How can I get this award to Lou Lamarello to share with the entire lukewarm organization? I don't know. You'll have to go there and hand it to him. He'll be up in the press box by himself. Maybe we can get a fan yelling at him saying, Bo Horvat! Hey, Lou Lamarillo, Bo Horvat! Whatever our new, whatever our new trade target will be this year. I see. Let me ask you this, Grum. Do you think we're going to make a trade at the deadline to double down on this team again? We have ever, almost every year we've been in the playoff picture. I don't think there's anyone out there that can make a difference where we have enough ammunition to trade for. So I'm going to say no. It would be the first time under Lou Lamarillo's tenor Not that, true. that we didn't trade a first-round pick away while being within 10 points of the playoff picture. Okay. I think we were six points out when we, in the year, maybe it was 10. I thought we were six points out the year that we didn't make any moves. Instead of moving our guys who were UFAs, we just kept everybody on a team that didn't make the playoffs. I thought we were 10 plus, maybe not. James Farrell says here, another overtime loss. I don't see this team in the playoffs. Yep. No one does. No one, except the Laminites. Nick D says, Grumpy, TJ, Sun X. Sun X didn't show up to work tonight. He says, how are you guys doing tonight? Uh, What a bunch of junk. When are the owners going to wake up and fire Lou? This is absolutely disgusting. It is. Don't, don't expect things to change until the old man's gone. It's, it's just that plain and simple. Good evening, gentlemen and audience. TJ, are you sure you aren't living in South Pacific, Carolina? No, no I, I do not live on the East Coast. Uh, Theodore Allen says here, I can't wait for Phil not to be on Twitter for a year. We aren't making the playoffs. I will tell you one thing. When Phil is off of Twitter, we don't have to worry about some of these crazy Lamanites coming up with some of the craziest concoctions of ideas as to why the team is struggling or why, you know, how they explain away this miserable failure because Phil won't be out there providing the answers, Grumpy. Here's what Phil will try to do. He'll try to change his name and do something because no one, no one has the time or the inclination to go, here's the thing. I bet most of his stats aren't even correct. He just makes them up and figures, well, nobody's going to check that shit. Because when I call him on his stuff, you know what? He just moves on to something else because he knows I caught him in a lie. A lie. <laughs> lie, lie, pants on fire. That's why his name is Phil's Fiction. Oh, man. Hold, oh, my gosh. Jesus. Fuck. I tell you, they had the interview with, with Josh Bailey. Gosh, uh, I was looking at that. Uh, Alan Avatar, grumpy. This team is average. Let Raw evaluate. Kick the old man off the ledge and trade everybody. First on the list, deal Nelson for a nice haul. This team isn't going anywhere. Exactly, Alan. Nice to see you back. It's been a while. We're glad you're back. Yep. People know where to go when they come to the realization that we're just not as good as we are. <laughs> they live in fairy. A lot of people, not you, Alan, but a lot of people like to live in fairyland, you know, where, you know, everybody makes the playoffs. The Islanders are going to get a participation trophy. That's all we care about. No. It's it's okay. pronounced Allen. Remember, he's called him before. It's Allen, Grumpy Allen. Okay. Um, okay. A big Isles fan says here, never say die, but it's time to put this team to sleep. John Smith said the Islanders once again make a backup goalie look like a Vesna goalie. Okay. Now here's the thing. Stolzar Stolzar, he was miserable early in the year. We shelled him. He's been really good of late, though. He's been really good of late, and I thought he was good today. Varlamov was better, but I thought he was really good i thought both goaltenders were really good tonight um i'm just like i said if florida hadn't played three and four this game's not even close not even close james f says here since wa um 
I think the Islanders are playing more aggressive. What do you guys think since we've had law? I think we've been trying to put more pressure on not allowing easy zone entries that we have been doing. We're trying to stop people, you know, at the red line. We're trying to stop them with an easy entry to our own zone. That being said, I don't know if you noticed it and picked up on against Florida. They just make an easy move and they pass to another guy who's streaking down the other wing and it creates an odd man rush for Florida. That's how... Our guys are not fleet of foot enough to keep up with the skilled quick wingers. Our defense isn't like that. So you're going to see a lot more odd man breaks and opportunities come our way trying to do that as of right now. Maybe we get it worked out perfectly and it works perfect. But right now, that's what I'm noticing that that Florida did. That was easy to combat us pretty much all night. That's why we only had 20 shots on that almost. Yeah. JP. Uh, Patty Law is definitely paying his penance head coaching this operation either you'll get a better head coaching job or another franchise will become the next gm when all is said and done yes that's what i'm hoping for next gm hunter I, says i can finally admit to myself after tonight that this team is not making the playoffs i knew they weren't making the playoffs in the you know i knew as soon as we went into the offseason did nothing we're not making playoffs mm. david johnson says fire lou hire bailey F. Lee Bailey, maybe, not Josh Bailey. Oh, gosh. What's his name, TJ? Eve L. Grumpy. What is effing wrong with this team? We're old and slow. Mentally weak and fragile. Purge all the deadwood from this team at the trade deadline and summer. Yes. every And his thing, everyone will eventually come over to the grumpy old man's side as soon as they start using their heads a little bit. I'm not saying Eve. Eve knows. Eve knows. He's smart. Kenny Chin Chin. Chin says, Grump wins again. Of course. Hunter. Uh, would you rather Bailey or Engvall in the lineup? What's the difference? They both suck. That's the whole thing. They're every The majority of this team is bottom six guys. I feel bad for Engvall. I feel bad for him because they're asking him to do something he's just not capable of doing, which is to be a second-line player on a scoring winger. It's not what he is. He's never been that. To expect him to do that is a disservice to him. Putting guys in the place, the best place for them to succeed is the best thing that an organization can do. He had a 15-game stretch last year where he looked okay. And I'm just using the word okay because he's always been a third-line player. So what do you do? You reward a guy off of 15 games with a seven-year contract. It's hard to believe. It's ridiculous. And the old man does that. Oh, my God. He does it over and over again. Josh Bailey lost a bet. Hold on. Now, he hold on. This, I think, based off the comments I've seen, we didn't watch the Islanders telecast, so this could be – this is new for you and me, Grumpy. Let's listen in here. I think, I, I think this is the right clip I've got pulled up here, but I think this is Josh Bailey talking about – how he's still ingrained with the culture and the current players on the team. Holy shit. This cannot be real. Hold on. Let's listen. I miss, that. I miss being in the room the most. There's, uh, you know, the nights in the hotels where you're hanging out playing cards, the, the plane rides. There's just so much time you spend together. And, uh, it, you know, it was to be a part of it for 15 years. Uh, I think so, he misses the song. Are you prepared for that tonight to be in the stands for it, not be on the ice? Yeah, no, I'm ready. I'm looking forward to it. It's been a little while. Um, but yeah, we're happy to be back. Uh, obviously, my wife and kids being here too. It should be a should be a fun night. I'm looking uh, looking forward to uh, seeing all the fans and uh, getting back in the ring. Honestly, I don't think there's anything wrong. With Here's that. the thing, Josh Bailey, nice guy, right? very nice guy. I don't think there's nice anything. Wrong. I, 
you know, people think when I beg on these guys, it's that they're, you know, because I hate. Them. I don't. I don't. I just want a winning hockey team. All of them. All of them to a player. Nice guys. No Very doubt. nice person. I like, Yep. Now that he's no longer on our team. Here's the thing. Did I beg on Josh Bailey when they benched him last year at the end? Nope. No. It ended that's what there. needed to happen. That's what needed that's to happen. True. Yep. You needed to be no longer on the ice, and they accomplished that. No need. Didn't even cross the radar at that point. Yeah. Uh, Ponyberg Curtis, Grumpy. Boys, I'm emotionally and physically bankrupt, and I need your help with being entertained and distracted. The penalty that Bolduc took that resulted in the Florida power play goal. This team effing blows right now. SBS. I told the warden what SBS stands for. She told me to watch my mouth. <laughs> God. Flex crew Grumpy says here, Grumpy is the final boss of Isles fans. Yep. Dallas. Can't win games when Holmgren and Pajot are your best players. Absolutely. And Wallstrom was good tonight, too. That line was the best line. Overall, that was the best line tonight. Most sustained, you know, most sustained offensive zone time. His thing. I don't know what the numbers were. All I know is when they were on the ice, the Islanders looked better. I mean, Anders Lee, did he even play? Brock Nelson. Uh, that second line's invisible. I know Palmieri scored a goal. Andrews Lee was standing in front of net at the end. But, I mean, how many how many points is uh, Pajot have? Is he going to even get to 33 this year? That's what I want to know. $5 million a year. How many is Andrews Lee going to have get paid $7 million a year? You think he'll have 40? Not me. 28? 29? Mr. Meat Grumpy. I love the name, Mr. Meat. Islanders and its fans are in for a painful future. That includes me as a lifer. I've never stopped hoping you guys have every right to be pissed. Yeah. Yeah. If anyone is excited about this project, oh, I'm so glad we were a clown show until it was a circus till what till Lou Lamarillo got here. He served his purpose. He brought respectability back to the organization. Move on. He's 82 years old. Move on. Get someone with a pulse in the GM spot. Thomas Warner says here. Oh boy. Same story these guys said last year. We traded for Bo Horvat and they were positive the Islanders wouldn't make it. Well, Thomas, let me ask you this. They made the postseason last year. Absolutely mm -hmm. they did. And they defied all odds. We lost Matt Barzal and we still made the postseason after acquiring Bo Horvat. Let me ask you this, though, Thomas. Um I believe I believe my stance was after we, we got Bo Horvat that we that we were going to be a chance to make playoffs. I don't no think matter what, we probably felt more likely than not we were not making the postseason. It doesn't matter. I, I'm fine. Sure, I'm fine. I didn't think we were making the postseason. That's fine. Thomas, the goal of this team and the goal of cheering for a professional sports team is not to say, we made the playoffs. Yippee. 16 teams make the playoffs in the NHL. There's 32 teams in the league. Half of the teams make the postseason. You make the postseason by being an average team. When you get your ass bounced in the first round of the postseason, were you happy after we lost in six games against the Carolina Hurricanes? Did you say great success of a season? To a team missing three of their top six forwards and playing a backup goalie. They finally put their starter in the last game. Shut out. Shut out. Yeah. Think about that. They're missing three top six forwards and played their backup goalie in five of the six games they played against us. Were you happy with that result? Did that make you happy? If it made you happy... We're just not the same. We're different. 
You're happy with you're happy with low expectations. We want we want glory. We as fans want to reach the pinnacle. We want to see our beloved New York Islanders lift a fucking cup right. this decade. That's what we want to see. I don't want to celebrate. We made the postseason back-to-back seasons. Yeah! I want to celebrate us lifting and hoisting up a fucking cup. That's what I want to see. If you're thinking about seeing anything else, you've got your expectations too low. Are you happy being the Washington Capitals or uh, the Nashville Predators or the St. Louis The Washington Capitals have won a cup in the last decade. That was six years ago. I'm talking about right now. Would you be happy being the Washington Capitals right now? No, I would, would not. Would you say that the Washington Capitals are a playoff team? They're would not. you say that they're going to make the playoffs? Because they're not. They're not a contender for a cup. Absolutely they're not. They're not. They're absolutely not. Or the Nashville Predators? Not a are contender they for a cup. No. no. Calgary Flames? Nope. No. How about because- the Penguins? Nope. Nope. How about nope. the Flyers? Nope. How, nope. About the D- how about the Detroit Red Wings? Nope. There's a lot of teams that might squeak into the playoffs that have absolutely zero chance of winning a Stanley Cup. Zero. 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 Yeah. Zero. No shot. <sighs> I'm telling you. Here you go. Dallas McDonald Grump. Can't win games. We already read that one. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't get rid of this. Tony game. the Werewolf Cheese. Wow. Imagine that. We can make a change to our staff and nothing changes. <laughs> what do you expect? Uh, Right. Imagine that we re-sign six guys to long-term deals and nothing changes. Yep. <laughs> yep. Alan Avatar. The Engvall contract looks horrific halfway through year one. Tell Phil that Pierre is pathetic. I told I said it as soon as he was signed. I said, You must be kidding me. Seven years. <laughs> I said, I said, All right, you want to sign about two years, three million dollars per Mayfield. Should have been de- never should have acquired Engval, first of all, right? Pissing away a third round pick. Uh, Mayfield, who I like, let him walk. You want to be back, Scott? Two, maybe three year deal, four million per. Seven years? Oh, but the AAV is down. I don't care. You're tied to him for seven years, which means you cannot make any moves because you have no salary cap space. Varlamov, you could have traded him. You could trade all those guys at the deadline. Zach Parise, too. And if they wanted to come back, you give them low ball offers. If you really want to come back, you will. If you get more on the outside, you think anybody was offering Scott Mayfield or Pierre Engvall seven-year contracts? Nobody <laughs> was. That look on Engvall's face when he signed that deal, holy shit, he's like, man, I expected like a two-year deal. He gave me seven. I, I wanted to make sure I signed it and then, you know, it was notarized immediately so he couldn't go back on the offer. Same thing with Scott Mayfield. Same thing with him. He's going to be, what, 37, 38 when his contract is up? How's that contract going to age? It just He's a bottom-pairing defenseman. That's what he is. Yeah. And you give him a seven-year extension. Oh. problem is we have too many third-liners, says Robert Marshall. True. Absolutely. True. Absolutely. Um, we got here, uh, Gungun says here, with some of these useless fat cats with no trade clauses, um, if they are benched indefinitely, wouldn't, that, wouldn't they eventually... Uh, cry uncle and flee. Do real men drink decaf tea? Here's the only way to get those guys to maybe say they want to be moved. You got to treat them like shit. Make it <laughs> where it's not so comfortable for them. They get an injury, long-term injury, and just leave them there for the rest of their contract until they say, yep, I'll get out. They did. 
They would lag, left them down there forever. They could have left them there forever. The stupid Lou brought him back in the playoffs, which was just dumb because that means that you had to bring him back next year. He could have left them on lawn. He could have Stefan Robidot him, which he did in Toronto. He absolutely could have done what with Andrew Ladd. He could do with any of these guys. You get hurt, I'm just leaving you down there for, forever, and you're never going to play. They'll, they'll eventually acquiesce to a trade. You're going to have to force it out of the demo. That's what you're going to have to do, where it's like, yeah, I don't want to be here anymore. I don't want to ride the bus in Bridgeport. That's how you get – you have to make it tough on them. Sorry. Tony, perpetual medio mediocrity cheese says here, this sucks. It does, Tony Cheese. It does. AJ Piazza says, this roster isn't good enough. Wah isn't a bad coach, but this team needs a re needs to rebuild. You have some core guys like Horvat and Barzal, Dobson and Sorokin, but they need to get the old guys off of this team. Yeah, absolutely, AJ. Couldn't agree more. If they listen to me two, three years ago, let's start the transition now. You could see where it was going. You could see. The old man knew, except he doubled down on suck. You had, you had an opportunity to jumpstart by moving some guys instead of resigning them, moving them. AJ, the frustrating. AJ says here, if this doesn't show people the roster isn't good enough, I don't know what will. The only yeah, thing yeah. that will is not making the postseason again. And people are going to try to blame, oh, they'll find something, some if new. We just had Patty Watt earlier. That's even what though, even though his record is what one, two, and one. Lanes was better than that. It's early yet. I'm not. I'm not going to get too trans. I'm not going to get too fixated on the record. I'm just wondering when it starts becoming like, hey, you bring in a new coach. You're supposed to have immediate results. How quick are you expecting those results? That's what I'm curious about. John Smith here says, Horvat, Barzal, and Dobson are the only three worth a damn. Need to flush the rest of the team. And Sorokin too. Yeah. It's and here's the thing: is Horvat real? Horvat is an absolute beneficiary of Matt Barzal. But he's immovable. I like Bo Horvat. Okay. So I'm like, yeah, okay. But I mean, Pulak, Pelic, see you later. I'd move them for the right price. You have to, you're gonna have to make them want to leave, though. That's the thing. Everyone's so comfortable here, been here forever. They don't want to leave. They just want to oh, it's great. We get paid. We don't have to win, don't have to do anything. I still get to play every night. It's great. Look at Josh Bailey. Yeah, I miss it. I mean, he's just cooking burgers and steaks and dogs for the guys every night when he comes home. I mean, you know, he's in charge of the grill when everybody gets home. One thing I do want to ask you that I think is funny, grumpy old man. We didn't even talk about the Islanders losing to the Montreal Canadiens. Mind you, Patrick Waugh headed back to Montreal. Had his huge number retired. Tribute. Had his huge, number retired. huge tribute. Had his number retired. And the Islanders come out and give up three goals was it three goals or two goals to start the game i don't even remember three they give up three goals in the first 10 minutes of action or something like that think about that you've got your head coach who's being brand new head coach you should be on your best behavior trying to make the best impression you can getting his fucking number retired and then you give three goals in the first 10 minutes what i mean think what? about that ceremony think where's the heart where's the fucking heart and pride Think about that ceremony. They're doing the Canadian national anthem, and during it, as you know, it's wrapping up, they unfurl his jersey from the rafters. Holy shit. Talk about emotional, right? Goosebumps. Goosebumps. And they come out, they lay an egg. Think about that. 
Three nothing. Three nothing. Totally dominated for the first period and a half. Totally dominated. Evans, the Islanders were a man down. Evans comes in in the offensive zone, no less. A man down, grabs Dobson because he's got his head up his butt, draws another penalty. It's five on three. Islanders score like 14 seconds later. Now the Islanders are in the game. I thought the Islanders controlled the action from the from that point on into the third period. Yes. Then with eight minutes to go, Brendan Gallagher, you would think no better. What is it? Just says something about Montreal, though, right? I think Bobby St. Louis is not the right guy there. Absolutely not. Just dumb. The Evans penalty was dumb. What Gallagher did was even stupider, and he's a veteran. Yep. He's a veteran and a, he's an assistant captain. He absolutely takes the extra stuff, elbows Pelic in the head. He got a five-game suspension. I, I told you he was getting suspended. Deservingly so, might I add. That absolutely was suspension-worthy. So he got a game misconduct. Yeah. So five-minute penalty. Islanders score twice. Okay? Then what happens? Not a minute later, when they get finally get off that penalty kill, uh, we go sure. back into playing for a freaking overtime point. Let's playing get ourselves overtime. to overtime. Let's start just holding on to overtime. And we freaking turn over the puck and Pierre Engvall vomits on himself and gives up a wide open opportunity for Montreal to cash in and win in regulation. On a good team, Pierre Engvall is not even out there in that situation. Yep. That's the difference. Pierre Engvall is, in the, is playing in situations that his skill set dictates that he should not be in. It's just that plain and simple. That's what happens when the talent level on your team is low. It's what happens. And you lose games like that. And Sean Monahan, nice shot. Let's give him credit. But at the end of the day, that's a bad loss too. We've had a lot of those losses like that. Remember, only Lane Lambert could lose because Lane was just, I can't believe Lane put Matt Martin out or Lane made this coaching blunder or I can't believe Lane didn't put, you know, uh, guy A, B, or C out there on the left-hand side of the dot when he only should be taking draws on the right-hand side of that. Lane used to get a lot of blame for stupid bullshit like that. It's not Patrick Waugh's fault that mm -hmm. that Alexander Romanoff, you know, the puck bounces to his stick, it bounces over Engvall, and Engvall just mishandles it and gives up an opportunity for Montreal to score in the last two minutes or the last minute of action. It's not Waugh's fault. It's the player's fault. If you're trying to clear the puck out of the zone, where should you go? To the boards. Go to the boards, not in the center of the ice. Always to the boards. I mean, you're taught that in mites. Yes. You're taught that at a young age. You don't use this. Just get the puck out of the zone. They're just playing again today. Scored the goal to tie it up, just playing for a tie. Almost cost them. Ekblad takes a shot at a really bad ankle. Boy, we've seen Varlamov give up goals from there before in the playoffs. Brad Marchand. <laughs> right? So you see it, and it's like, my God, thank God the clock ran out because that puck was in the net. And that would have been another brutal loss. At least we got a point today. But that's what happens. When you play not to lose, you get beat. It stays says here facts have been saying fire Lou over fire lane. Yep. Okay. If Lou goes, so Lane had to go too. I mean, yep. the GM's gotta go. And that's why I think bringing in Patty while you watch TJ, he's the next GM. Michael Bache says, Michael M. Bache says the owners have to step up and get rid of the senile Lou. Yep. 100 percent agree. Oh man. Nikki, here you go. 
Oh, I'm sorry. Nikki, Nikki, Gen G Nikki Gentili says, if we stay out of the box, we will win a lot more games like this one. We give up too many penalties, five on five. We're not that bad. We are just, we're in just about every game. I, I'm sorry, Nikki. I, I disagree. disagree. Here's the thing. Nikki, we didn't score a five on five goals for two games in a row. We didn't score a five on five goal against Vegas. We didn't score a five on five goal against Montreal. We scored power play goals. We scored uh we scored a delayed penalty goal. We scored a shorthanded goal. We didn't score any five on five goals. Yeah. Our team goal scoring is bottom eight in the NHL. Who would have figured a team that's always bottom third in the NHL is still bottom third in the NHL? The only difference between this year and years prior is we're giving up a lot more goals with no increased production, not, at least regarding relative to other teams in the NHL regarding scoring goals. Absolutely. That's the problem. I do have a few memes here to show there. From you see how Nikki Gentile, he disagreed with us, but he didn't call us ass clowns or anything like that. So we're nice to him. Yes. The Labanite yes. mood during the losing streak. This should be fun. Do you know who this is, Grumpy? Frank the something? Frank the Tank? Frank the Tank! That's right, Grumpy. The big Mets fan. The big Knicks. Yeah, look at Frank the Tank. Oh. The innocent talking goes, losing is okay because it's fun to lose every day. Hi, Mr. Brightside. I fucking hate that song. Why Grumpy, he's not, he proportionally his body is quite grotesque. Is probably but, the nicest way to put it. But his pants look like they're on crooked. It's because he's very large in the lower half of his body. Okay. Yeah, he's not. Yeah, yeah. That's all I'm gonna say. Um. Oh gosh. Uh oh. Uh, it says Angval when it comes to scoring goals. Here's our boy Tua. Oh God. Let's see what he says. It's. I think it's like. I don't do none of that. I am the worst football player. I'm the worst goal scorer. Um, the Lamanites after lose says he believes in this core for the one billionth time. Drink <laughs> up, oh, God. Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything else there. Yeah, I tell you. Oh, cool. They might be getting an NHL team in Salt Lake City. I would be excited. No freaking way. Two thumbs up. No I'd be all way. down for that. I'd be no down. What? Salt Lake City? I'd be down for that. Don't they do polygamy there? I don't know what they do. It's just like it would be Salt Lake City would be a good spot there to do that. I, I, mean, I mean, family nights are going to sell out. You know, husband brings his eight wives and 47 kids. I mean, you know, hey, there's a lot of people. Grumpy, it's a great family event. Goon -goon yeah. Grumpy. Salt Lake City should not get a freaking team. No. Goon Goon says no, absolutely not. Goon -goon says I say no. yes, Grumpy. Will Wa at least have the balls to bench such superb talents as Engvall after multiple brain farts, including playing a key role in the last crass loss? Um, I hope so. I like the fact that he played. He saw a line that worked today, and they played. I mean, I, the, the, I, like I said, fourth line. How, how many minutes did the fourth line have today? Yes, Frank, by the way, I thought the same thing. He said Barzal's comments today proves that we have a loser mentality, too. When he talked about Zach Parise, oh, well, if we closed out eight or so of those games and had 15 to 16 more points, you know, he'd be here on the island or island wearing blue and orange. Yeah, dude. Like, Jesus Christ. He's still pissed off that he signed that extension because he was dating a girl. That's the only reason he signed back here. Don't listen to me. 
Grumpy old man's going to give you some life advice. Uh, hold on, hold on. Don't this is going to be bad. This is going to be bad advice. Don't listen, ladies and gentlemen. Young and personal people don't listen to this, I bet. Boys and girls, don't do anything to stay in an area that's not in your best inference, not in your best interest <laughs> over, you know, a boyfriend or a girlfriend. Don't do it. Don't do it. Okay, it wasn't as bad as I thought. Sometimes you're very hyperbolic, Grumpy, so I figured I'd have to give the disclaimer. But goon goon, Grump. Well, Casey Zizekas complain again about fed-up fans booing lazy, lame play. That's a good question. Do we think we're going to see Casey complain about the fans booing again? I guarantee you he's read the riot act. <laughs> if you do it that one time, he kind of borderline apologized, but he didn't. As soon as you start calling out the fans, your team's in trouble. I told you that. I told you that. Yep. Absolutely, grown pill man. Got a comment here from Tony. He says here, truth will set you free. Absolutely, it will. Goon says here, is Phil Sachs currently in the fetal position shivering? Yes. Yes. Oh, I think so, too. Hunter Grumpy. It's not over. We have 75% of our players for the next seven years. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How Pulak and Pellick look since 2019-20? And it's steady steady spiral down. Yep. It, wasn't, it wasn't a – at the first, it was like a little bit – it was a first – no, no. It was the first was like a little bit down, then a little bit down. And it's like, ooh, and now we're starting to hit a slope. It's like when you start to go on like a hill. It's not like a straight boom down. It was like – And the and thing is – Start going further and further down. They're not finished as players. And Pulak was actually pretty good talent last year. The biggest problem is he was paired with Romanoff. It was a problem. Still a problem. Dobson's been able to over, overcome it for the most part. But Pellick, I mean, his skating is no – I talked about it, what, last two years, right, TJ? How his skating has really gone back. It was never the strongest part of it. He's not finished. But you can't move a guy like that. Even, I know he's got the no trade clause anyway, but you can't move a guy like that when he's got seven more years on his contract. It's just hard. Okay. Oh, man. Ace, you know. <laughs> That's why you're seeing smart GMs lock guys up when they're 23 for seven year deals. And then you let them fly after that. I the had, majority of their career is over. I'm not going to, I'm not going to name the person who said this, but we've had them on the show and I like them. But they mentioned in a space that, well, you know, if you ever need to trade away a guy who's got a seven-year contract, you could just go ahead and retain half of the cap hit and trade him away. I said, God almighty. I said, does it not defeat the entire purpose? You're going to pay that guy half of his salary, half of the cap hit, just to not have him on your roster? <laughs> I'm sorry. You um, yeah, you can't do that for seven years. Uh, yeah, it's not. It's not. It's a. It's a recipe for. Ask Minnesota how that's working regarding the cap hits in the penalty. Oh, this is a little different, but ask them how it is. Saying we're carrying dead cap hits against our space for people who are no longer contributing. Either, aka Ryan Suter and aka Zach Parise. Point of view, Curtis though, Grump. Being that Sorokin is Russian, what goalie do you think he looked up to and was the biggest fan of as a kid? Tretiak. Tretiak. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. Alan Avatol said, Grumpy, you're 150% right. Breach, Grumpy. Laughing my ass off, Grump. Um, Thomas Winger says here. Ah, uh, here he is, my pal. Now, see, this must be the guys that X is talking about who says really negative, and X won't put those comments up. I said, put them up, X. Well, X is not here, so I'm trying to do – it's like the old days, Grumpy, where I'm trying to multitask. All right, Thomas Wiener, here's the thing. 
You're nice. In this comment. Yes, yes. So the alternative is to bl- is to be to blame Lou for the next decade. What's the answer? You need a new general manager. That's number one. Hopefully it's Patty Wah. Hopefully he gets to assess the roster. The problem is you have nothing in the farm system. You have a whole bunch of guys who are on the wrong side of 30 with long-term deals. Lou is afraid to trade guys who have value to try to recoup some assets. You need to rebuild from the bottom up. There are guys who are still worth being on this team. You're stuck with Engvall. You're just stuck with him. You're stuck with Mayfield. You're stuck with Pelican Pulak. You're stuck with Barzell. You're stuck with Horvat. I'm not saying I wouldn't get rid of some of these guys or that I would get rid of some of these guys. You're with Sorokin. Just by the term of their contract, you cannot even move Varlamov because of the fact that he's got three years left. You can't even you can't even buy him out. It's not he's possible. Got, he's got no trade clause. Yeah. So what? who should you move? You should move a guy like Nelson. So what, what you, you build can- – up Wallstrom. If you don't think Wallstrom can be anything right now, his value is low as it could possibly be. But I mean, you ju- you're going to have to make some real. It's, it's going to be austerity budget plan. That's what it's going to be. JD Padwell, mod- modified you, note. Okay, how you do it here is this, Thomas. Making it bef- just to give you visuals and to go through really easy. Guys who come up on they're going to be an unrestricted free agent. Your Cal Clutterbucks, your Matt Martins. Players like that, every single one of those players are moved, even if it's for a seventh-round pick three years from now. See you later. See you later, Cal Clutterbuck. If a team thinks, hey, we think Cal Clutterbuck could be a good fourth-liner for us because he kills penalties, and we like that. Whatever it is, see you later, third round. Oh, we'll get a fourth-round pick, fifth-round, sixth, seventh. I don't give a shit. They all go. Your guy, talk about Brock Nelson, Brock Nelson absolutely has value. He's getting paid $6 million a year. And he has one more year left on his term. He absolutely gets straight. But the but the problem is they have modified no trade clause. There's still 16 teams that he could be traded to. And I bet you the teams that he would okay a trade to would be teams that are probably playoff teams. He probably the no trade teams he has in there are probably miserable teams like the Columbus Blue Jackets, shitty teams that well, he maybe, to go no, to. No, maybe he figures, okay, Columbus isn't going to want me. So I'll say I'll be traded to them because all, the only teams that are going to trade for a Brock Nelson are teams that are trying to compete for a cup, yes. right? Yes. Same thing with Palmieri. So maybe he's smart and says, ah, I'm only going to look at teams. And I think, you know, they ask you, hey, we're looking to trade you. What are your teams? I don't know if there's a certain date that you have to give him, the, uh, give them that. Everything is submitted, yes, earlier. Okay. So, you know, but looking, just looking at this, Palmieri, Pajot, Nelson. I don't think Lee is movable at this point. He's not. Okay, those are the guys you move. Who do you keep? You keep Simon Holmstrom. Absolutely. He's on his entry-level contract. Kyle McClain, yes. Gauthier, sure, keep him. He, he doesn't make anything, He's right? Yeah, I mean, you're going to have to break the team down to build the, it up. The guys you can move that are actually will have value and get you some back in return. Brock Nelson will. I'm not sure what Jean-Gabriel Paget will get you. He's on the wrong side of 30. His body's smaller. He's got a lot of rough miles on his body. With I think you can still get back. something. I think you can still get something for him. Now, you can't trade everybody all at once, right? No. We're talking about how do you transition? How do you do this over the next 10 years? These are the guys where it's like, hey, contracts are coming up to where they're getting close to expiring next year. It's not 10. These guys are all going to be out of the league in 10 years. It's not a He asked, how in the next decade do you fix the problem? 
That's I'm telling you how you do this in the next 10, how you do this in the next 10 years. When you start getting players that, hey, if they have enough value, we can trade them when they still have another year left of of, of uh, term left on their contract. You trade them then. You trade them because some team is going to say, great, Brock Nelson produces more than $6 million that he's currently being paid. We can get him for this playoff push and next year. And here's the other thing, too. You have to commit to restructuring the team. And guess what? If it requires that you take on a 50% cap hit, or you take with if you withhold 50% of the cap hit on a guy with one year left remaining on his deal, and it bumps it up to say, hey, we're going to give you a first and a third to two first round picks if you give us Brock Nelson at $3 million this year and next year, it's worth doing that. You have to commit to no longer thinking that you're going to win a Stanley Cup. That's the first step. You have to admit that this team is not winning a Stanley Cup. Once you do that, remember, you can always retain cap on three different players at any time period for your franchise. You can retain half of the cap in on Brock Nelson. $3 million Brock Nelson will be a very valuable asset this year and next year. You can do things like that. The same thing with Jean-Gabriel Pajot, same thing with Kyle Palmieri. But you have to commit to it. You remember the guy who I wanted? in uh over the off season who they didn't go at sean monahan remember yeah yeah he had the injuries we're like why not give him a shot he's been great for montreal you know what they're saying they're gonna move him they signed to one-year deal he makes almost two million dollars a year they're gonna move him at the deadline that's what losing teams do you take assets who are performing well for your team you move them for and you move them for assets for the future that's what you do we refuse to do that it's just foolish I don't know how many teams are going to go. They, I don't think Palmieri has value this year. Maybe next year, with one year, one year left on his deal, and the same thing with Pajot. You have to wait till he get to the last year before you can move him. Most teams are not going to bring guys on their roster for two years. They're just looking for guys on expiring deals, particularly guys in their thirties. So, I mean, that's another way to do it. Just frustrating. But that's that's how you do it, Thomas. You're going to have to not be afraid to get rid of some of these guys. Michael Bechet says we have to have a total rebuild. They all come around to the grumpy old man's way of thinking at some point. <laughs> I've seen a comment here, Grump. That would I I'm not gonna put it up, but I know you would just go freaking off about it. Uh Mario Vargas, Grumpy. Oh, I hope that comment's up there because I like want to freak out. He says, I completely disagree with the Lamarillo brought back respectability to the Islanders, just as Panarin or Kadri, how respectable the Islanders are. I disagree. I think he brought uh, the Islanders back to respectability around the league because Lou Lamarillo is tremendously respected around the league. He absolutely is, even at this advanced age. Now the other GMs think we can fleece the old man. You know, let, he goes, hey, let me get this guy's number off the Rolodex. You know, he's really old school. But <laughs> Aaron was never coming here. He used us to get the price up to go to the Rangers. Kadri, thank God we didn't sign him. That's all I have to say. We he were saying the entire offseason, please don't sign Kadri. 31-year-old getting a seven-year contract extension? Absolutely not. At $7 million per, we already have a clown on the roster like that already. Oh, God. <laughs> no. Okay, here you go. Brian, New York, Grumpy. It was a seven-year deal now. No, absolutely not. <laughs> it was a joke. <laughs> uh, Isles Mets fans here so dominated. The stats say the stats don't say that. I guess Wall lied. Okay, Al's Mets Jets. What are you fans. talking about? Did you we watch were the game? Outshot, outpossessed. 
They had more shooting opportunity and high danger chances than we did. They had more power plays. Did they have more power plays than us tonight too? I don't even know. I think so. Maybe, I don't. Maybe we're tied. I don't know. I thought that because they had what, two power play opportunities. The Islanders had maybe the Islanders had the same. We weren't a whole lot of power play opportunities today. Pretty yeah. Outshot, outpossessed, outopportuned. I wouldn't call that saying we outplayed them. Look at the stats. The stats don't indicate that. Maybe no. the Corsi and analytics numbers and that bullshit does, but yikes. Where Gamer says here, Islanders do suck, but we did go to overtime tonight with the goalie pulled. There you go. Nothing wrong with that. Got a loser point. Deidre C. Grumpy. I think you're being hard on Wah. Um, oh, have seen improvement, but we're scoring less. But tonight was not a good game. You guys expect any difference? It's the players, let alone the injuries. Every team has injuries. Yeah. We're not decimated with injuries. Like the Rangers. The Rangers have missed Filipino. He, by the way, he re-injured his upper body. Another one of those, I guess, head injury. I don't know if he'll ever play hockey again. I think he might be. I think he'll play again, but he might not come back this year. He's had like four concussions already, and this last one kept him out for three months. And now he came back on the ice, and within his first two days of skating, he re-injured himself where he had to be helped off with medical staff. But he I, wasn't playing, though, right? Was no, he, he was on the ice. He was on the ice. And it, like, you realize how the concussion, sometimes you skate and the, and the, the symptoms come back and you have to sit out more. I don't know if he was. If he, was he was on the ice for five minutes okay, and they had well, to stretcher him off. Okay, but that means it wasn't like he was contacted again. He just had the symptoms recover, which often happens with concussions. Sometimes you go out there and do some exercise and you get the same symptoms back. Yeah, not like that. Okay. <laughs> you don't have to get stretched off, man. Oh, anyway, um, here you go, Grumpy. Uh, my little brownie. Don't think anyone thought Lambert was the problem, but fire most players doesn't roll off the tongue as well. That's right, my little brownie. And make sure you listen to the TJ and the Grumpy Old Man show tomorrow because we're going to be talking football, AFC and NFC championships. Yeah, football. Hopefully. I'm, I'm, honestly, I'm pulling so hardcore for the Ravens, Grumpy. I don't even think I don't even think I can tell you. I'm pulling for the Ravens. I'm pulling for the Ravens to win. Well, the I'm Ravens are Lamar, going, baby. The Ravens are going to win. I'm pulling for Lamar, baby. He's the only thing that could save us from Taylor Swift making a Super Bowl. Hmm. Drew L. Grumpy. I think Grumpy deserves a seven-year deal with a modified no trades clause. Would you say the same thing, TJ and X? Well, X isn't even on. The I show. would say Grumpy, with his advanced age, he's he's a vet now on the team. I'd say maybe not seven years. I maybe give him a two-year contract. If he doesn't like that, you can find another podcast to work for. Isn't that right, Grump? Yep. Frank K says Scotty Bowman couldn't fix this team. True. True. Just not good enough. Absolutely. Goon goon. Grumpy, what sinful move at the trade deadline would Louie have to commit to make you blow your stack trading away another number one pick? Bring back Josh Bailey and make him captain. I think he's even he's moved on from Josh Bailey. It was about two. It was how many years? When did I say they should trade Josh Bailey? Remember, he had that great playoff run. I'm like, now's the time to trade Josh Bailey because he's not that good a player. They refused to do it. They got they had to give up assets to get rid of him at the end. They could have gotten something for him after that playoff run where he led the team in scoring. Yeah. Didn't he have like 18 points or something? Something like that. I'm like, that's, yeah, that's sell high, buy low, right? Sell him. That's when you get Matthew, rid of him. Matthew S. Grumpy. Oh, my God. What a game tonight. Still waiting for my train. Two losses bracketing my 40th birthday. So effing frustrating. Happy 40th, Matthew. 
40, man. You're old now. <laughs> Grumpy, how many years ago did you hit 40? A lot of years ago. Robert Marshall. Amen, Grumpy. Not enough top-end talent. True. Rogue Gamer says, Legends! Freedom Fund Adventure. Just got home, fellas. Why the heck was the show so late? Here's the thing. X and I were going to do the show, and TJ wanted to make sure he was part of it, and I told him, I said, I don't want to be a show doing the show till 1 o'clock in the morning. Here it is, quarter after 12. Um, we're going to so, be out before 1, all right? So calm your tits, Grumpy. doesn't matter to TJ because he just does whatever the hell he wants. Uh, so he says, tough to watch. Really talented folks have to perform with people who aren't in their league. Grumpy does best. He can with the supporting cast he has. It's true. I feel like Matty B, and I got the two jabs. I have no Adopsin, Grumpy. That's what I feel We're like. Not. Always yeah. hate it on, but an integral part. Eventually, somebody will see that. Adam P, Grumpy. Bailey said it best during the intermission. Not verbatim, but he said there's not a lot of movement here. Families get close. Bailey admitted he's in the coldest that cold. Yeah, no shit. How many? When did I give him that name? Was it three years ago? Four years ago? I forget. It was a while a ago. It's, it's a always, it sticks and it's always there. Yeah. Brian, Brian, New York. Grumpy. Positive. We have a coach who has a plan and is communicating it. Yeah, but you know what? Unfortunately, does who has the power right now? It's the General players. Manager. Well, it's the players. Yeah. Because they have long time no cut contracts. That's that's a problem. That's why you got to start culling some of that. Make it bad. Make it miserable for them. Make them want to leave. That's what you got to do. That's why they're having really hard practices, Grumpy. Grumpy is right. They are who they are. The power play is barely watchable. The second unit is a joke. I can't stand it. Okay. The power play was bad tonight, really bad. Florida is the best team in the league against the power play. I watched that first uh, because the Islanders have actually been pretty good on the power play. I watched them when the Islanders had that power play. I thought Florida had to puck all the time. Anytime you came in, they got it whoop, right out again. Florida's much improved. They really are. You're going to have to reassess your thoughts on Paul Maurice, TJ. I was about to say, you don't know the weird thing? When I saw him tonight, I was like, shit, dude. I remember bagging the hell out of him last year when he came out. The team played like shit, and I said, he's a fucking loser. He's a quitter. He's not the real deal. They come out. They rattle off a freaking great Stanley Cup Stanley Cup run, and uh, or get would they get to the Eastern Conference Finals before they lost. Or did they get to the yeah, Eastern Conference they the finals. They got to the Stanley Cup finals. They got to the final. Oh, yeah. And they lost to Vegas. That's right. Um, yeah. And I'm like, this year they played well too. I'm like, shit, I'm going to have to revise that because he absolutely has done. Ex- I mean, their team's playing well. Nothing else I could say about it. But here's the thing. And we talked about it when they made the deal. Everyone told me I was stupid, crazy clown. We both agreed on this too, by the way. Yeah. Okay. I said, I said, Matt Kachuk, they, they, they got a heart transplant. That's the word I use. They got a heart transplant. They traded two, two better players, if you look at the numbers. Mackenzie Weger. Yep. Weger and Huberdeau for Matt Kachuk. And I said immediately, Florida got the best end of that deal. Oh, what are you, crazy? Look at these guys are giving up. I said, no, no, no. He's going to bring something that that team lacks, which is grit. That's a team like the Islanders were when they traded Billy Harris and Dave Lewis for Butch Goring. They needed something to get them over the hump. Matt Kachuk was that guy. Look at Sam Reinhart they picked up. Sam Bennett. These guys, they got for a song. They come in there, they're ingratiated in that culture, led by Matt Kachuk, 
and now they're being, they're phenomenal this year. I mean, that's sometimes you have to do that. They came off a year where they won the president's trophy and they wound up losing to Tampa in the second round of the playoffs. And they said, you know what? We're not good enough to beat Tampa right now. They know how to win. We don't. Yeah. And what do they do? They get a heart transplant. They bring in Kachuk. And it took them almost all year to get it figured out with the new coach. All of a sudden now, they're one of the best teams in the league again. And a team that's going to do damage in the playoffs, without a doubt, because now they know how to play. They know how to win big games. They just know how to do it. And sometimes you need to do that. We didn't. The old man wouldn't do it when we had our opportunity. Uh, Freedom Front Adventure says, tremendous point by TJ. I remember when the Islanders had way less talent on the roster, and if the alumni were in the house, they would always win. Most of these guys don't care. I don't think Lee and his crew are upset. Yep. Yep. Uh, Alan Avatar. The Islanders will finish second to last in the Metro. Um, I don't know. I think they're going to be better than the Flyers. I think I the just, Flyers are going to collapse. I don't think much of the Flyers, to be honest with you. I think we'll be better than Washington. I don't think much of Washington and Columbus. But I think absolutely Pittsburgh and the Devils will be ahead of us. So we'll be, what is that, fifth? I think fifth in the conference. Brian, New York. You want to play defense? You turn the puck over. You want to play defense, you turn the puck over. You want to play offense, you get the puck deep. Yeah, it's all simple stuff. Yeah. Islanders need a 10-game win streak. Well, he just said a 10-game streak. I think we're on one now. We lost a lot of games in a row. Only three. Aunt Bruce says, and not A-U-N-T, just Ant like the bug, Aunt Bruce. It's time. And this he's yelling this at us, too. I think it's, it's like, like fire sales. Sell a buy. Uh, OT, some contracts. Keep Barzell, Horvat, Dobson, Ilias, Nelson. No, got to trade Nelson. He's got value. Got value. See you later, Nelson. Tim J, Grumpy. This team is lucky to even win three in a row. <laughs> Adam, I know he meant this sarcastically too. Um, yeah. Adam says Lambert was a clown. Stop. He couldn't coach a peewee league from the country of Jamaica. I disagree. I think he could coach a peewee team in the in the country of Jamaica. Oh, gosh. Uh, I mean, he wasn't the answer, but that's not why the Islanders aren't good. He there's just, a lot of good he did that gets overlooked. He did bad, but all coaches have the good mixed in with the bad. But this team just sucks. He shuffled. You know, he did. It's it, There's only so many things you can do. You shuffle. It's all you can do. It's like rearranging cha deck chairs on the Titanic. It doesn't matter at the end of the day. They're just not good enough. The ship's going down. Gungu says, gentlemen, if Lamy... Lou Lamarillo personally apologized to you both for all his wrongdoings. Would you accept his apology? No. No, we would accept his apology and say, why don't you come on the show? But guess what? We're going to ask you real questions. We're not going to ask you what your favorite color is. I'm just going to tell you that much. We sure it's not going to be useless, like a PR campaign? Or it's like he Absolutely meets with the, he meets with the, he meets with Shannon Hogan for two intermissions in a row, Grumpy? Rogue Gamer. Sure. What is a Stanley Cup? It's like one of those cups that you can buy in a store they sell them at uh, what do they sell them at, TJ? Uh, Target. 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 I thought it was uh, Target was, is where they sell Starbucks. Them. I thought it was Starbucks. They sell yeah, they Starbucks. the Target Starbucks is sold at Target. It's like the, the Stanley Starbucks is sold at Target. I think oh, those are Stanley cups. Just to let you know. Freedom Fun Adventure. Currently, the Islanders are pretty much a lottery team. Isles can hire a really good GM. Yes, 
hard work, cleaning up Lou's mess, but great ownership, facilities, and a really talented core. Get rid of Lou. Okay. I'll differ a little bit, but I have no problem with that. If you want to go into rebuild, I'm fine with it. If we went ahead and did that and were proactive about it, I would be happy. I'd be elated. You know what else? You want to know what else you'd see on the show? Much more positivity. You wouldn't see any negativity because it's like, great. Now we finally admitted that we're not. That's the first step. Admitting that we're not good enough to win a Stanley Cup is currently constituted. Now we can go about finally figuring out the way to make shit better. We're not even at the point where we admit to ourselves that this team is not good enough. That's the frustrating point for me anyway. It's like, where are we going? It has to be even worse really quickly for you, Grumpy. You've been saying this for five-plus years that we've been in this show. I've only been on this route for about two or three years. You've been saying this for five-plus. It was after the first year we lost to the Lightning, and we made no changes. That was like, I knew. I'm like, you're you're not doing anything to get over the hump. You're just not. We had an opportunity if we got a if we took a big swing to get somebody, but he wouldn't do it. Lamarillo just wouldn't do it. Second year, he wouldn't do it. I knew it was all, after the second year, I said, that's it. We're done. We're absolutely done. Then we didn't make the playoffs and everything spiraling. But I've been saying it for a number of years. We had opportunities to kind of, if you didn't make the big swing, you got to transition away from this group. He didn't do either. And that's why you're stuck in this. This is why you're stuck here. Sorry. Rob G says you're very disgusted in the Islanders offense lately. Plus they don't seem to get any good bounces. Um, Brian New York says here, Paris plan uh, was typical cul-de-sac bullshit. He's not Mario Lemieux. He's not even uh Pepe Le Pew. <laughs> Alan Avatar. Crump. Zach isn't stupid. Went to a contending team. This is a pretender at best. Yeah. Yeah. Freedom of fun adventure. I don't give a rat's ass about Parise. Lots of Islanders fans are needy and can't let go of the past. Absolutely. I bet most of these fans break up and get back together with the same pairs person over and over again. Shake my head. Rob G says here, disappointed in Parise's decision. I thought he should have come back to the Islanders to finish off his career, but he's hungry. Too hungry. Yeah, well, I, I, you know, here's the thing. He, he made that statement about, oh, he never wants to change it up. I... I'm shocked, honestly, he came out of retirement. I really am. I know he's still practicing. How much do you realistically realistically think he's got left in the tank? And for Colorado, he's a really good fit. He's going to play a bottom six role where they're going to say, hey, buddy, we're not going to call on you a lot, but when we do, we need you to do what we're asking you to do without a mistake. And that he can definitely do. He's going to get 12 minutes a game and be balls to the wall. That's what they need. And every he, team, he fits exactly what they're needing. Every contender, well, if you're a contender, that means your top six pretty good. And usually they need to fill in with bottom six guys, yes. you know, the opposite of what we do. But he'll be good, really good in that role. And I'm, you know what? I'd love to see him win a Stanley Cup for Colorado. Why not? I mean, last shot at it is going to be it. Yep. Thomas Weimer says, then what is valid, LOL? I think it's a joke to shit on our team when we're finally respectable. Uh, what's your thoughts, John Smith? Okay. You realize we're not going to be respectable in a year. Yeah, and that's that's the one thing. We're respectable now, but I think the issue that we see here is because we're not being proactive, we're going to go back to not being respectable again. And the thing is, it's preventable. 
we could avoid we could have avoided the catastrophe that was on the way or made it a less catastrophic event but we didn't heed any sort of warning signs and it's going to be really bad when it, the, the fall from grace is hard and fall and we'll see it um freedom fund adventure says i'm stunned holstrom has 15 goals a he really does. good value on a contract 15 but goals? at a level needs a rise yeah uh-huh 15 goals 15 goals and like three assists or two assists whatever it is okay i never he scored tonight he scored tonight on a little bang and goal Really good value on his contract and his battle level needs. Yeah, he won't go into the corners. Just won't do it. He's a goal hanger. He's a guy you see it every night. He's got 12 goals. I'm sorry. He's got 12. Okay, I didn't think he had 15. Uh, he's a goal hanger. He likes to hang out the blue line and try to get, you know, hey, hit me with the pass. That's that's what he looks to do. He does not compete in the corners. I don't like him. I, okay. Grumpy hated Holmes from a year ago. Same. I still hate him. But here's the thing. He doesn't make anything. He's on an entry-level deal, and on a third-line role, he's acceptable. It's when you try to elevate a guy like that past his skill set. That's all. I will say this, right? I like his play. I think he's done a good job on the third line. He's done a good job on the penalty kill at times, absolutely. And 48 games, he's got 18 points. With minutes on the first line earlier in the year, he couldn't make it there. Time on, you know, <laughs> you know, I don't know what to tell you. The guy's played okay. I don't get the celebrating and the love and adoration for him, but he's played well. But I mean, like, eventually they're going to have to be guys that carry the freaking boats, and we don't have those on this team. True. Um, John Smith Grump, six wins in the last twenty, bottom of the league in most metrics except maybe uh, power play percentage. This team has major issues. Yeah. True. Only six wins in the last 20 games. All the people who wanted to celebrate overtime points and, and loser points. Got to win games in regulation. Yep. TJ, remember, is not an Islanders fan. TJ's a Red Wings fan. He does. Uh, he loves those Red Wings, man. He does. He I wish we he had Steve Weiser. I wish we had no Stevie Wise, our general no manager. Way. No way. He's already proven. No. He's already proven in Tampa he wasn't good enough to get them over the hump. He was not. You're general manager. You ha guess what? He wouldn't he make set the foundation and the base for them, just like he's doing with Detroit. Guess what? And if Detroit wants to win a cup, they won't be able to do it with him. But he sets a really That's solid right. foundation when somebody else can come in and win them cups. Okay. That I, we're at the point where we need to have a foundation set, and Stevie okay. Y is the best guy to do that. How many years has Stevie Y been GM in Detroit? Five or six. That's a long freaking time. And they they were a really bad team. They trade away draft pick after draft pick after draft pick, just like this sorry team's done but for years. They've been picking in the top five every year for what five, six years since he's been there. They're and hitting in Tampa. He was there for how many years? They had to get, and Tampa was a was a, a failure in the playoffs until they moved him out, brought in Breezebois, moved the assistant up, said it was time for him to move on. And guess what? Breezebois made the moves to make them Stanley Cup champions. Eventually, like I said, you love Stevie Y. He's not love a guy him. to get you over the top. Just not. He's a guy to get you there. Okay. You know what? They're going to have to – Detroit's at least going to have to make the playoffs before I say that. They're making the playoffs this year. Okay. You, you realize, Red Wings. You've you said that three years in a row. You've said that Detroit three Detroit Red Wings are making the Stanley Cup finals this year. They're winning it all, Grumpy. Detroit Red Wings. Okay. We'll see. Matthew C. Matthew C. says, hopefully, Patty Watt tells Lou our players suck for the most part. Yeah, I mean, there has to be, you know, is the old man willing to, 
if he gives him recommendations, <laughs> is he willing to say, okay, we're going to do something to get rid of these guys? <laughs> or is he just going to say, no, I think when you bring somebody like that in ownership brings him in because I don't think he was a Lou Lamarillo hire. I think, I think you watch, I think he's going to be a new GM. Thomas Weaver says, Grump, what's your opinion of Holmstrom at this point? Love to hear you yell some more. I think he's okay in a bottom six role. That's it. He, I think he played well in the bottom six. He's not, he will not go into a corner. That's true. He, I, zero puck battles. He just doesn't win those. <laughs> he, he has decent wheels. He's a freaking goal hanger though. Yes. You notice, you notice how he stopped scoring goals on the penalty kill? Because guess what? Like I said last week, other teams look at him. Oh, look at the little make-a-wish kid coming down. Oh, shit. He can actually score if you let him walk past you. That's what it's like. I'm not a fan of his. Dobson is untouchable, TJ. Let's talk about the guys we trade. Now, here's the thing. I was talking to Grump about this earlier. If you, I don't know if you're going to have the cat space to sign no Dobson long-term to an eight-year extension. I just... I'm just, I'm not sure about that. And guess what? If you sign him to a bridge deal and you're in the middle of a rebuild, he's going to be a very, very, very valuable asset and he will be traded. That is what you see because of incompetency from general managers. I could absolutely see that as a possibility. I hope and pray to God it doesn't, but I think that's a possibility. Drew L. Grumpy. I just have a feeling no matter what move Lou makes, this so-called group is on its final legs. I think no matter what we miss the postseason next year. Oh, excuse me. We're going to miss it this year, too. Okay, Grumpy, I'll read here. Adam P. says here, um, the fans accept a loser mentality. Yep. Frank K. said here, this team has a loser mentality. They're done. It stays, says, I love Grumpy. Alan Avatol says here, um, what can we get for Nelson? I think, realistically, a first plus. A first and a second. Yeah, first plus. I mean, hey, if you would, if you held fifty percent of the cap in on him and said we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and submit to being a team that's not a real playoff contender, you could get a first, two first, then so. I don't know if that. Well, you know what? Maybe okay. But here's the thing. Um, I think I'm willing to do that. I think he's a tradable asset. Anybody who I can move and is willing to move, I'd move. So yeah. I, I just it's time. It's time. Rob G. We have to give Wa a break. It's only his fourth game, and they can't learn everything a week. Agreed. Agreed. I just, I, I just, we're just not. I just, to me, it's the talent level just isn't good enough. Grumpy, what, what did you just say, say about the, the the 2015 era? I thought that 2002 if, to 2015 era. 02 to 2015. So that 13, 10, 13 years where the Islanders were really in the dark times. Who didn't want to spend any money. We had a couple of years. Oh, I'm trying to think where we made playoffs a couple of years with the young core. When Tavares was here, I think it was 15. Wasn't it 15 or was it 16? We made the playoffs, Um, but yeah, we're a bad team, but you know what? Ownership didn't want to commit. So we, that was when the most exciting thing was, Hey, who are we going to draft? We're picking the top five. Who are we going to get? Maybe we'll get Nino Niederreiter. Yeah. Yeah. This, this, we finally have an ownership group that will put forward money Mm -hmm. and is not afraid to commit capital to make this team a good team, perhaps. And that's what we, 
the team would never have been as bad as they were from 02 to 2015 if they had that. Tony, perpetual mediocrity. G says here, I don't care about anything other than keeping Sorokin, Dobson, and Barzal. Losing them scares me. I don't want to relive the earlier 2000s. The problem is by the time you rebuild the team, Barzell's going to be close to 30. He'll be at the tail end. Roken's going to be in his 30s. Dobson's going to be 28, 29. Yep. I mean, that's the problem. Dobson can last a long time just because of the type of game he plays. Matty B, with his skating stuff, nah, he, he can last a long time too. He's so good on his edges. 34, 35. Yeah. Okay, well. Still, you could get some. He won't be the same player he is now. Then, though, it's gonna take it's gonna take a while to rebuild. But you have you have to be willing to rip it down to the studs. Like I said, if you see any of these Pelic Pulak, if there's interest, move them. You don't need guys like that. You don't need guys on seven year deals anymore. Just stop. Not older guys. John Smith says the rare Islanders one timer. Most of the time, they dust it off and give the goalie a chance to move over. Yeah, I thought it was a fantastic shot from Balmer. I think it's his second this year. Actually, he's good at that. It's days says Grumpy's right. Doesn't matter about what. That's true. Thank you. Robert Marshall says here. As far as I'm concerned, all the Swedes can go. Holmstrom, Aho, and Engfall. Oh man, uh, you're not wrong though. They're not. You know, they're not pieces that are. You know, that we have to have in order for the. You know, the gears to move. Rogue Gamer says here. Build around Sorokin and Barzal, and now Dobson. I would keep Holmstrom because he's on an entry level deal. You're not going to have to pay him next much for his next contract. He's shown that he can be a serviceable third line player, and he's cheap. Cut right, revenge. Oh, it's when you sign guys like Casey back to a six-year deal when he's 30 years old. It's just dumb. It's just dumb. Or sign a Martin back or Clutterbuck to two-year extensions when they're in their mid-30s. Just stupid. Cut right, revenge says you're the Islanders core going forward. It's going to be Horvat, Barzal, Holmstrom, Dobson, Sorokin, Romanoff, Trey Bate, Brock Nelson, and Oliver Wallstrom. I'd like to see Oliver Wallstrom playing. This is what I'm looking for the rest of the year under Patty Wah. Is he going to be given a legit shot? Because, like I said, the, the the previous regimes, you know, Trotz and Lane are virtually the same with Lou Lamarillo. Uh, no shot. No shot. If this kid shows up with Patty Wah and he gets a legitimate shot, he can be part of the solution going forward. Freedom Front Adventure says, TJ, what sports do you want your daughter to play? Will Grumpy be allowed to coach her? Probably not. What? Will it suck having to watch women's sports? I'll enjoy watching my daughter. I'm sure I won't enjoy watching just like random female uh, sports. Probably not. Um, it's I, friends and family. You should enjoy it. <laughs> I, that's what I'm saying. When I'm the, I'm the friends in the family, I will enjoy it, but I'm not going to be like, hey, let me go watch a you know random high school women's rugby game or something like that. That's I want her to get a really. I want her to get a good education. Be next president of the United States. That's what I want. I don't want that for her. Uh, flex crew. I don't want president of the United States. Seems like an awful job. Okay, how about a CEO of some Fortune 500 company? Okay, much better. <laughs> Uh, is that what PDO means? Phil's delusional optimism. No. Nope. no. <laughs> <laughs> Can we tell him what it means? It's late. No. Oh, no. no it has something to do. God. If you tune into tomorrow's show, I'm sure Grumpy will let you know then. Maybe. Maybe. He's in a Grumpy Old Man show. I don't Maybe feel like well. seeing it on this one where it's like, okay, I, I don't know. Maybe not tonight. <laughs> Thomas W. says here, all in fun, Grump. 
Uh, I appreciate you guys doing the pod. Absolutely, Thomas. Thanks, man. Yeah, you know, like I said, I hate the beggar. You call me a clown, it gets my fucking blood boiling. So <laughs> you go here. Okay. Uh, Matt, Matt D, Grumpy. Nelson needs to be moved as soon as possible. Flip his return and package for Zegras. Now, here's the thing. If I you tell me, if you're telling me we're moving a first round pick this year and Oliver Wallstrom for Trevor Zegras, absolutely. He fits what I want. A young player who is dynamic and would have a shot to grow with the team. That's if I'm making a trade, that's what I'm doing. That's exactly what I would do. Freedom Fund Adventure. Wow. X didn't show up for work again. Must be nice working for your daddy where you can't get fired. Chris Lamarillo, Fredo. I mean, X doesn't seem like a guy you go to war with. Look at TJ late, but he shows up. Yeah. yeah he, he called me. Matter of fact, he called me at like 10 to eight, not doing a show today, I guess. Huh? I'm like, I, I said, no, I think we're doing it after the show. I'm not doing that. He's like, it's too late. I don't want to be doing a show till one o'clock in the morning. Okay, 12 o'clock, one o'clock. X is up just sticking around right now anyway. He's playing the videos. Frank Riccardi said six wins in 21 games. Wow, Hold on. Before, you, before you get rid of it, I want to make that bigger on my screen so I can look at that picture because I find that. Yeah, I like the picture, man. I like it. Have you seen the Islanders jerseys that they're going to wear? Holy shit. Oh, my God. For the stadium series? The reason. Well, do, you, do you want to save that? Do you want to save that for next next episode? Okay. Uh, all I'm gonna say be the All Star break. It'll be the All Star break. Save it okay. for next episode. Can it up, and we're gonna fucking roast them for the shitty jerseys next episode. We've done enough roasting for today. I'm done with the roasting. I'm done. Okay. My anger's already gone. All right. Uh, Frank A. Grumpy. Under under Wa, they seem to be pretty much much more of a puck movement team. One only problem is they're terrible at it outside of two or three guys. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> it's not. A, we got one guy who can handle the puck at high speed. It's like. It's it's we are a team built for the 1990s. That that's how our team is built. It's yeah. not 1990 anymore, Lamarillo. It's 2020s. The game is played differently. It's called differently. Yeah. Okay. Freedom Front Bench says, notice how Bailey didn't say anything about competing, battling, sweating, winning together. Just cared about the nights away from his family, staying up late, <laughs> playing cards, party by Josh. Yeah, you know what? Dude, yeah. I'm, I'm fucking telling you, though. Yes. That that's is exactly that, that, that's, that's serious. The mentality. That's the cul-de-sac crew mentality, right? Freedom Front Adventure, you are 110% correct. I, when I, I could tell you this. You need to save that clip that we put on earlier today. You need to save that clip because that is a clip that we can always play with the cul-de-sac whenever we talk about it. This is the problem with the cul-de-sac crew. They, that's what they talk about, hanging out with the guys, playing cards at night. Oh, my God. It's the truth. You're 100% right, though. Yeah. He didn't I talk about, sure about he didn't. He didn't talk about, I really look fondly on our, on our deep runs into the Eastern Conference Finals, and I look back on what could have been. Doesn't doesn't have any desire or hunger or anything like stills. It doesn't burn them that they they lost in seven games to Tampa and he fucking turned over the puck to give them a lead. That didn't fucking burn him at all. He's not, you know, he called your memories. memories. What are your memories? What you know, are memories? The, you success, the successes that our team had in the late. Go ahead, Grumpy. What he should have said was, I remember my, the night my career really ended was that game seven against Tampa when I let that guy walk by me shorthanded to score the goal and beat us. Otherwise, we would have beat Montreal and won a Stanley Cup. Everybody said it. 
Everybody said it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it doesn't look doesn't look back on all the, the yeah fucking comment of the night. This is comment of the night right here, right here. Comment very, of the very, night. very spot on freedom. I am so pissed off that I didn't think about that. I should have. If I would I would have thought I'm about it. The later. Same damn thing. I'm thinking the same damn thing too. We didn't have enough time to think yeah. about it, but I'm like, you're 110% right, Freedom Front Adventure. Absolutely you know 100 right. I was too angry still when that, that thing came up. Are you too angry at Thomas's comment because he called you a clown? Grumpy gets so fucking pissy when somebody calls him a clown. Yeah, I don't, or anything. I don't like being called names. <laughs> I can call people names, but I got thin skin. <laughs> like anybody your, we, does sound like anybody else we know? I don't is know. that because you're old, Grumpy, or because you're That's like Lou Yeah. Thomas, Thomas says, appreciate the airtime, fellas. LOL. Seriously, I'm a big fan of you guys, but give me some answers. Anyone, All anyone does is complain when this with this chat. I'm probably TJ's age, and no, he hasn't seen anything. I don't know how old you are, so I can't answer that question. I don't know how old you are, Thomas. Must be in his 30s. But yeah, but here's the thing. The fans who, or the people who listen to this show, they think a lot like we do. Like we have we have uh, the leader of the Lamanites, Phil's fiction on here, <laughs> and you know we have to skewer him on a regular basis. The whole thing is all we want from this team is to be good. Yes. That's all we want. When we see that it's going in a direction that is not conducive to winning, we lose our freaking minds. If this team started turning over, guys, and you could see, okay, because I think ownership wants to win. I believe that. They want to win. They trust the old man. They need to cut that. They need to cut that umbilical cord, cut the apron strings, move on from that. But once we see that, then it, it then the show goes, in, in my opinion, goes in a different direction if you can see positive developments coming. It's when you don't see anything positive coming, it's really, really difficult. I to, used to, to be very bad on that. And to speak about it, I used to be very positive when the team was back-to-back Eastern Conference Finals. Unbelievable. Uh, Grumpy and I would just, because we always saw different ways, all right? I saw the results. The results speak for themselves. If you're making the Eastern Conference Finals, your team is a legitimate contender. If you're a top four team in the NHL, you're a legitimate contender. Grumpy always disagreed. Mm-mm. Well, why? Well, what I used to call you? Remember what I used to call you? Pollyanna, Grumpy. Pollyanna. That's right. Everything's great. I'm like, no, we're not good enough. We're not contenders because we can't even get out of our conference. We can't win our division. Then we're not contenders. That's what I said back then. We we could have made a big move. To make yourself a contender, he didn't want to do it. Every year, we doubled, you know, we believe in this core. Or how about the popular one after the second uh, loss in the in the, in the uh, Eastern Conference Finals? Stanley Cup or bust, we didn't even make the playoffs. Anything can happen. That's the, Think about how far we've gone down. Excuse, excuse. Now it's the, as long as we make the playoffs, anything can happen. Oh, that just, it makes sure. me sick to my yeah. stomach. Kevin Joseph. Wow, that's a nice family there, Kevin. Congratulations. He was at the game. The Islanders fans are idiots. All they do is trash Barzell, but none of the other wastes on the ice. You don't hear anybody slamming Average Anders or Engvall or any of the other skells out there. They need to retool or rebuild as soon as possible. This team will win nothing. That's right, Kevin. Yeah, you want to know why it's easy to slam Barzell? Because he's the best player on the team. They don't even – the other guys, is like they expect him to suck. So what do you expect? Yeah, average, as a matter of fact, his name is no longer Average Anders. It's below Average Anders. <laughs> you write two pops. You can't trade bum players when the bum players have no trade clauses. Besides, you don't get anything in returning trading losers. In return, trading losers. Uh, 
Luzarillo has ruined the Islanders, ruined Barzell's prime. He you can make it, could, could waste Barzell's prime. Yep. You can make it so miserable. Guess what? Guess what players don't like to do? Sit on the bench. Yep. Or be healthy scratches every night. Yep. It makes them quit or strip the C off of Anders Lee. Dude, guess what? You're no better than a third. You're, matter of fact, you're a fourth liner. We're getting rid of Martin. Could you imagine, could you imagine stripping the C off him, putting him on the third line? Holy fourth shit. Fourth line. Fourth line. Fourth line. He doesn't deserve to be on the first line. Like I said, it's because we have no other options is why he's playing the first line. Yep. That's on the general manager. This team blows bottom Anthony line. Rizzi. Anthony Rizzi. Uh, JP says here, the rumor is that Monaghan is going to the Rangers at the deadline. Good Perhaps. Uh, Drew L says here, the Islanders are getting outpossessed more than people who are actually possessed going through an exorcism. Oh, gosh. Uh, Matthew DiBernardo says here, uh, I hated how much we played along the perimeter the last five minutes of the game. Wah has a real mountain to climb. Hopefully, um, we don't waste his time like, you know, like I really like the hire. Frankie G saying here, yep, I love Nelson as a person, but I understand he is tradable. Yep. Yeah. And then Lou Lamarillo. Wow, Grumpy! Lou Lamarillo has commented it on Twitter. This is the official page of Lou Lamarillo, Grumpy. He says, don't worry, guys. I'll get the best player, and I will trade for him. We will be winning a Stanley Cup this year, Grumpy. Lou has made a promise to us, Grumpy. And I'm feeling very confident now that the Islanders are winning the Stanley Cup because Lou Lamarillo has come to our chat on 1 a.m. on a Saturday evening. He is up sick to his stomach about the loss we just endured last night, just like you, you know he's in bed by 8. You know he is. Come on. Doesn't even make it to the end of the Islander games anymore. Doesn't even make it to the start sometimes. Uh, well, man, let's wrap this thing up. Let's wrap this shindig up, Grumpy. What do you want to say before we wrap things up? I want to say love and laughter to everyone who listens and even those who don't, from TJ and the Grumpy Old Man, and even Sun X, who's not here today. Yeah. Sun X. Uh, but thanks so much, guys, everybody, for tuning in, watching, commenting. Love you guys. Um, hard loss tonight. At least we got a loser point. Fuck. I hate always saying that. Um, but at least we got a loser point. Thanks so much, Grumpy. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll be live with you guys tomorrow. Tomorrow for the TJ and the Grumpy Old Man Show. That's right at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time talking NFL playoffs. That'll be fun. Um, and, hey, we'll go ahead and make sure that, uh, oh, Lou Lamarillo really quickly. He said, I would hire Sun X as assistant GM. Oh, fuck, Grumpy. That would be pretty good. That would be pretty good, Grump. We'd have inside. We'd have inside control. That's um, right. But, uh, you know, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I, got, I got lost my track of thought. But thanks so much, everybody, for tuning in, guys. We'll be live with you tomorrow, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. TJ and the Grumpy Old Man, Wednesday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the, T or on the Islanders Never Said Die podcast. Back with you again. Thanks so much, Grumpy. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Rough loss, but hey. At least we got to get some anger out. Thank you, Grumpy. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. My pleasure.